This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free here and bring up anything that you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. It's 855-450-3733. We also have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Derek J. Freeman is back in the house, back in the LRN studios. Welcome back. Hey, Ian. It's good to be with you. Well, we were just together last weekend at the Anarchapulco, or whenever that was, two weekends ago now? I sure. Don't know. Um, so it's been a while, though, since our listeners have, have heard you. Well, they just... they just heard me while I was right. in Anarchapulco, you know? So That's true. We were just yeah, talking you guys were on for a little bit. Yeah, we're you always and... free talking, right. you and I. You and Steven Zeiler, who will yes. be joining us maybe on your next appearance. He's currently in Buenos Aires. Yeah, yeah. So. He's working from there. You know, it's great being a, a web developer, a coder. Uh, what a great skill to have that more people are learning every day because you've yeah. got so much more freedom as a web developer. You could live anywhere. So right. when it's cold in New Hampshire, you live in Buenos Aires. Right. And you can build tools for people to be more free and make money as well you guys have been behind any pay for listeners that maybe you know aren't familiar with what you're doing now yeah um, some of our listeners may remember you from the victimless crime spree days at, oh those days are long gone they are. <laughs> i don't do any bad stuff nope, anymore i'm totally squeaky clean yeah. and i'm not joking i'm totally you know i i follow straight and narrow Right. Like occasionally, I'll go to the city council and, and tell them what I think about a certain thing or another. But uh, the political activism, wow, what a dead end. That is like no chance you're going to make a difference throwing yourself in a cage. Oh, you mean, you mean uh, the civil disobedience? Civil disobedience. It's a, yeah, okay. it's a total mistake. And yeah. uh, well, in New Hampshire, was it a mistake? Yeah. Look, looking back? It was horrible. It was so dumb. You, re- no one you regret should, it? No one should look. I don't regret it. But, you know, because like all of life is you learn things. But I was thrown in jail. And right. that is a really painful experience. Sure. For anyone, they shouldn't go through that. If you're looking at that and saying like, boy, that was a cool video and I really like that. It was a cool video. You know, it was fun, but <laughs> it was actually bad. And in the long really? run, yeah, I don't advise that anyone take that path. It's like some people... They they don't get insurance for a thing, and then they're the mistake that you're supposed to be like, okay, mm-hmm. got to not do that. Um, and I think that I, I'm the mistake that people need to be like, okay. Interesting. Uh, let's do something more productive to achieve more freedom. See, it, I, you know, I, I, I don't look back on, because I also went to jail for about the same amount of time as you did. I think we were in roughly around 60 days apiece, 58, 59. We were in jail yeah. at the same time for during a, brief, a, a We had point, an overlap. Yeah, that's that was, true. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing you in our block. <laughs> what? I couldn't talk to you because you were in like the holding cell or something, right? At, e, the, at the time? Yeah, but you passed me notes like a, right. a, a kid in detention. <laughs> Which you weren't supposed to do. Yeah. Um, But, you know, looking back on it, I I don't regret it because at the time, that was, at least that's what we felt was Mm -hmm. the best thing we could do. Oh, yeah. Because we didn't have cryptocurrency. I mean, it had it had come out, but it wasn't a part of our lives in the way that it that it currently is today. No, you know, if we could have moved here, Derek, and immediately introduced our neighbors to the idea of cryptocurrency and and change their lives uh, by setting them more free financially, yeah, um, that would have been a much better approach. I would agree with you. Like when comparing approaches, I think what we're doing now 
is better activism as far as you know effectiveness is concerned agreed but yeah. i think that's a cheap cop-out for yourself because there's other things like uh ways to increase freedom for your neighbors before cryptocurrency existed you could still be having these conversations one-on-one with a neighbor getting to know people having real relationships yeah. and improving their life and their situation uh in terms of increasing their freedom without cryptocurrency i mean it's just because this came along and that's your thing doesn't mean like, oh, well, you know, I think it's that we were angry young men. I, if, I can, if I can project on you a little bit, I was an angry young man. And I know yeah. you've said on this show that you, younger you, you were very angry. I was, but I got over that before my civil disobedience uh, mm. bout. Yeah. That's so I didn't, true. I wasn't then, doing that out of anger. Then it was a, a counter reaction. Like it was a, it was overcompensating for like, I used to be so angry and now I've found calmness. Yeah. I'm going to put myself in a storm of, of horribleness and be really calm in that situation. Sure. You, you are overcompensating. Throw, for, throwing yourself for into the gears of, uh, of the state for, you know, for the purpose of drawing attention to an issue. I mean, there's no doubt that we did draw attention to you know, the issues at the time, whether or not that resulted in much more than you know, buzz about town or a really great documentary being, uh, being filmed. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't regret it because it was an important, at least personally for me, it was an important journey or part of my journey to to go through. And I think I'm a better person today because of it, as a result of that. That's not to say that I would be a bad person had I not gone through it. I mean, I just... uh, you know, I don't. I don't think it's good to go to look back and regret the things that that you've done because it's what made you who you are today. Also, there's certain kinds of people who just can't be warned about about certain life situations. You have to experience it for yourself. And to those right. of you who are listening, you know who you are. You, you no matter how many warnings you get from people you love and trust, it's true for everyone. You're gonna run into that wall yeah. for yourself to find out where it is. Yeah, that's that's 100 true for for absolutely everybody. And I think that. While Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, which is a great film, I don't think it has inspired like a wave of civil disobedience or anything Definitely like not. That. No, so yeah, it may actually be accomplishing what you're talking about here. I mean, you got on the air here tonight saying that you thought it was bad what you had ultimately done, looking back on it, that it wasn't worth it to you. And maybe that conclusion isn't given explicitly in the film, but mm. it certainly shows the weight of the relatively harmless actions that yeah. you committed that you know piled up to possibly hit you with what 540 days behind bars or something like that it was something yeah. ridiculous uh you were looking at you know more well over a year of potential jail time and uh or even more than that i was if, looking if they at were 10, 10 years of of jail time for all the crimes if it was and then, consecutively yeah y- yeah what a way to ruin the, your 20s right so i mean i think that was clearly communicated in the film and i think that uh, the ridiculous consequences for these relatively inconsequential acts that the government will put down upon you yeah. made that crystal clear. Because we didn't see, you know, a bunch of people move to Keene saying they wanted to go get arrested. That's just Too never bad. happened. Has Keene changed? Like, uh, I, I haven't been here in a while, but driving in, it's this yeah. beautiful New England town. It's it's kind of sleepy and cute looking. Mm-hmm. If it's your first time here, you wouldn't know that it's a drug infested den of uh, heroin addicts <laughs> or something. You Isn't know? that what Trump said? Yeah. Uh, but it, it's like really quaint and and yeah. adorable um it's still seems quaint quiet adorable. yeah there's nothing really going on here that's too there's no civil disobedience crazy. going on here i mean there was the the beer pong incident that happened a couple of years ago after the think penguin guys moved here right they wanted they that wanted was in really bad taste 
You thought so? Oh, God, it was awful. It was, it was so funny. cringy. You watch that video, and I, I'm, uh, it's some guys out in the middle of the day yeah. with, like, a beer bong, which is like, we're going to get really messed up drinking <laughs> alcohol, which is... So that was the suspected fed, actually, the guy who had the, the beer bong in that in that case. Now, I don't oh. know whether he is or not. There, uh, There's a, you know, there's Sus- an argument. Suspected by you? Uh, suspected by a lot of people. Okay, but by um, you? I, I mean, I, he fits the profile. Ooh, I don't know if he right. actually is. It's always hard to tell the difference between an angry libertarian and a federal <laughs> agent. Yeah. Okay, so this has sort of, sort of been the history of <laughs> activists that have come here and had really bad ideas and many of his ideas that he would just sort of throw out there were just awful for like PR purposes. So it wasn't his event. He didn't put that together. He just showed up with a beer, a beer bong. So it was actually God. the guys from Think Penguin who put the event together, and they put a lot of and thought into it. And they looked actually really nice. Yeah. The, the one guy uh, in the video is wearing a suit. Yeah, that's um, Bob. He's dressed up, yep. and, and he prepared with this nice table. So yep. to credit where due, yeah, yeah. That, that part the of the event. video is actually really nice. Right. The guy showing up with the beer bong, you're saying you think that was a, a fed who – or it could be, he's and the, he ruined the event. He, he made it horrible. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say he ruined it as bad, but that was your opinion. Definitely. Your, your opinion's, I see this, valid. and I'm like, Whoa. Guys, this is not cool. You're not going to win any hearts and minds. Well, maybe you will, but are they the ones you want? No, probably not. Uh, but that's just the thing. When you when you show up at a public event like that, you can't control who, who it is shows that, up uh, and, it shows yeah. up and Ugh. makes you look bad. That's why you know some of the people claiming to be Robin Hooders back in the day, filling people's meters, weren't in point of fact Robin Hooders, and they were just out there to make us look bad. Wow. So what can you do? Uh, what well, you can just do nothing, I suppose. Eight fifty five four fifty free like freedom. We're coming up. It is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free to join us here. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Also, the Discord on-air call-in line rooms are open and available to you. If you want to sound like you're sitting here in the studio with us, that is, just go to discord.lrn.fm and jump into one of those top four rooms there. They're called on-air call-in line and we'll see you in there and join you, and then you'll be on the air with us. And the us in the studio tonight is Ian. And Johnson. And Derek J. Derek J. Freeman back on the air after how many years has it been? Ten. No. <laughs> I don't think we've known each other ten years quite no. yet. No. Almost. Wow. 2011, I think, God. was when you moved here. Yeah, right? Or was right. it 2010? 2011. 2011. So, gosh, I was really only joking. I think it's been yeah. uh, three years. I'll call it. Okay. Because you left after the victimless crime spree, went down to Philly for like a couple years. Then you came oh, back yeah. to Keene. Oh, yeah. I had Keen. to ride out. Cause I, I moved right right about the premiere of the uh, the movie, and that was in 2012. So yeah. September of 2012. Yeah. Um, and so then you left for a couple years down to Philly. Who cares? You, well, you know, it's been a long time. <laughs> Some what of our listeners dating wanted, ourselves. You're new to the show, right? <laughs> oh, like for somebody okay. who's, so who is just tuning in tonight, they don't know who you are. I'm totally new. Yeah, they don't. You know, they don't need to know somebody who's just somebody who's been listening for three years. You know, they might have heard you on occasion call in or something like that. Right. But um, you were a longtime co-host. You were on weekly, regularly. You lived in this very studio for a few years. Yeah, but I'm not going to rest on my laurels. I need to make a new name for myself. I'm on the show. Again, I like the name so. Derek J. There's oh no, I, <laughs> I'm not talking about changing. <laughs> I just, you know, the, the new listeners will get introduced to me as they hear yeah. me now. 
So, uh, the toll-free number, if you want to join us here, is 855-450-FREE. You're excited about Vermin Supreme. Yeah, he's the only one to pay attention to. Now, if, if you're following For 2020 all, for the presidential election. Yeah, there are many people who are making a big deal about the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. A lot of Democrats have thrown their hats into the yep. ring. And uh, they're making a new story every week. You know, there's another person in the running. But I want you to forget about all of them. Because there's no one as good or as interesting or serious as Vermin Supreme. <laughs> because uh, serious. You know, the man has, has run basically every year, and I expect him to every election cycle. And I yeah, when did he again. start? Because, I mean, he's been doing it as long as I can recall. I've seen pictures uh, of him like from the 80s or something. I'm, I'm not no saying way. that. For, My he, question is whether or not if he were to get in a, into some kind of debate or some kind of, um, you know, he say he rises in the ranks amongst the political candidates on the Democratic Party and makes it to a debate, would the Secret Service be able to stop him from glitter bombing Trump? <laughs> wow. Probably That's not. My well, well, as, soon, as close, once he starts getting close, I'll bet they just shoot him. They could search him for glitter on the way <laughs> in. Search, yeah. So, they have probable cause. Um, Vermin Supreme, for listeners aren't familiar, he's the guy that wears the boot on his head. That yeah. may familiarize you with him if you've never heard of him you've never seen the guy running for president with a boot on his head well look him up because he's he's very interesting he has a lot of uh, antics on video that have been particularly entertaining you referenced the glitter bombing uh, that's probably one of the more infamous ones but he's just he's hilarious it's basically a uh, essentially a satirical campaign that is just so much fun to watch because he just doesn't take it seriously in any way, shape, or form. Even though you described him as very, very serious, um, I love his attitude towards the the political process and the the selecting of these presidents. He's run as a Republican, as I understand it, and a Democrat in the past. Uh, in 2016, he attempted to se- uh, secure the Libertarian Party's nomination. And I think he did run in the Democratic primary in 2016 as well, because the primaries happen for the Republicans and Democrats before the Libertarian Party selects their candidate. So the big question, I think, for Vermin Supreme right now is in which primary is he going to run in 2020? I don't know. Well, in in 2008, it was the Republican primaries and there was a Democrat in office at the time. Mm -hmm. And then in 2016, he ran in the Democratic uh, primaries. I think also in 2012, he ran in Democratic primaries. Okay. Yeah. So both. both. All right. So that doesn't give us any clues. Yeah. I think what would you think do, would be the best? I, well, I think whatever it is that can give him the most exposure is what he's going to do. And so it could be taking on Trump in the Republican primary. Um, presumably there will be fewer no one, candidates. There's probably no one running up against Trump. Bill Weld has thrown in his hat as a Republican, uh, as a Republican against Trump. In fact, I just heard him this morning. I just happened to wake up to the local radio talk radio station. He was being interviewed on the local talk uh, talk show about. That. Okay, for listeners who don't know this Weld guy, I'd never heard his name before uh, 2016. He received the Libertarian Party's vice presidential nomination. He's a former governor of, of Massachusetts, Massachusetts so which was all I needed to know. Yeah, to know not who's bad guy, not quite a Republican. If you're the governor of Massachusetts, I mean, what kind of Republican is that really? Yeah, he's kind of like a climate change anti-gun uh, Republican who's pro-gay marriage, basically. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, so that's what I'm saying. There are no good candidates running. Right. And I expect that Vermin Supreme, as he's run every campaign cycle, get ready. Your listeners need to know about him and go to the polls to go vote for him, whether it's in the primary or the, the general election. I think your vote... Don't throw your vote away. You got to vote for Vermin Supreme. If you're going to vote in the primary, you should vote for Vermin Supreme. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, so he's got a, a few issues. I've done it. 
I Do have you guys to... have any picks for worst possible candidate out of the field? All of the candidates? other ones. No, I mean worst. <laughs> worst. Worst out of the worst. I mean, obviously. I don't even know worst. who's running, honestly, Johnson. I've really? I've heard a couple names here and there, Let but I see. couldn't recite them. I've heard Bet- Beto or Kato or something like that. Who was running for president Some other chick. Kamala, Kamala Harris. Harris. She seems to be the one that everyone wants to get behind. Bernie, I, I heard Bernie's running. Well, yes, yeah, of course, yeah. there's Bernie. Okay. Yeah. Um, then there, you know, that's there's fun. Biden, he's running. I really? think so. No, no, he's, everyone's just talking about it. Like he's going to. He's pull been kind of talking about it too. Like he's going to okay. sneak attack, and he's got the one of the highest levels of support. Unfortunately, isn't that amazing? Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, another, she's psychopath. another asshole. Yeah, she's from Massachusetts. Yeah. 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 So I don't what, know. What, what, who do you think is the worst? Um, I'm not sure. Probably Biden, if he were to throw his hat in the ring, because of bad. the war stuff. Because he's like the most. He'll do actually. The most I just evil. hate him because of the Rave Act. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that goes way back. He's the responsible for. Um, he wrote the Rave Act, which and is, you are a well-known raver. Well, former raver at the very least. <laughs> anyway. Once a raver, always a I was. I mean, I was a raver during the time that the Rave Act came out and destroyed the rave scene. Wow. Um, essentially, the Rave Act was a, a bill that said that any uh, loud music party. Um, could be raided by federal SWAT police no. because it was probably a drug event. Well, yeah. And didn't they also specify that it could then be forfeit, like the property, if they found drugs on the property? That there was the all entire... sorts of ridiculousness in that. Wow. So, so like if you let somebody use your farmland or whatever, or your uh, your you know your your warehouse or whatever it is they're throwing the, the, the feds could at. own it if there's some. Yeah, uh, if, they, if they bust one like, person with some weed or MDMA, they could just swoop in and take the whole thing. Wasn't that right. part and of that's it? That's the wow. kind of authoritarian thing yeah. that Biden. Wanted to write. What a right. great law! I mean, like that's really big thinking. <laughs> he was right. also he the anti video game people guy. to do that. He was also the video game yeah. violence. So guy. my thought this is, this guy's awesome. My how thought you, is, if you, you are him? A, a liberal <laughs> who supports Biden, you are garbage. You are a garbage human being because you know you shouldn't be supporting. Someone no, they're, maybe who wants they're just to destroy. Just general music. He also wants to touch events. your uh, daughters. It's well, just yeah, go he's big, also go really home. super creepy. Yeah, it's it's the go big, go home attitude. If you're going to be a real Democrat, you have to be for Biden. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. There's more on the way here. According to Makona five twelve in our Discord chat, uh, according to a meme he just posted, Joe Biden introduced the Gun Free School Zones Act oh, of 1990. Many people too. probably heard about that one. Uh, the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. Whether it's Vermin Supreme, and I'm sure we're going to have him back on Free Talk Live. He's been a multiple-time guest here on this show over the years. Great guy. We're on the way. You can take control of the airwaves on Free Talk Live plus Bitcoin coming up. Bitcoin.com is delighted to announce their latest partnership with the gift card specialist at eGifter. With many of the world's leading brands on their roster, it is now easier than ever to get the gift cards of your favorite brands with Bitcoin Cash. To get started, just follow these simple steps. Visit giftcards.bitcoin.com, pick the gift card you want, follow the instructions on your screen, and make your payment using your Bitcoin Cash wallet. Sit tight and your gift card will be delivered to you as soon as it's ready. That's giftcards.bitcoin.com. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. You're invited here if you want to join us. Uh, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We do have the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And, you know, if you are an individual who rejects the initiation of force 
and agrees to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle, then you qualify to use Liberty.menu. If you don't, well, you don't qualify and you probably should stay off the site because it's only for liberty-minded folks, people who want other people who care about freedom to know that they exist, that their business exists, that their event exists, that their digital content exists. These are the three of the main categories that you can find. So, for instance, ForkFest 2019 has an event entry right now over at Liberty.menu. It's free to list your thing that you do or the things that you do. There's not a limit to just one thing. If you want to post business A, business B, event A, whatever it is that you do, you want libertarians, voluntarists, liberty-loving anarchists to know about it, Liberty.menu is the best site. There have been a few attempts at this in the past, and they've all failed. Liberty.menu is beautiful, it's easy to use, and it's free. So get on over there, list the things that you do for free so other liberty-minded folks might bring you some new business. And if you want, you can use code FTL to get a special Free Talk Live listener badge on your profile because there's like a bit of a social networking aspect. There's reviewing and rating and that sort of thing. So it's Liberty.menu. Ian Johnson and Derek J. Freeman are here in the studio. We were talking about your excitement behind the Vermin Supreme campaign for, well, we don't exactly know what yet. It'll probably be for president, but we're not sure under which party he's going to throw in his boot. (laughs) Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, let me tell you more about him. So the people who have followed Vermin Supreme know that he has very consistent positions. He's not one of these flip floppers where he believes in one thing and then another thing the next year. No. Always, uh, always for free ponies yeah. for everyone. That's that's part of his thing. Um, mandatory toothbrushing is is part of the the law. Like with a, a Gestapo that goes around and enforces mandatory toothbrushing every night. Make sure that you go brush your teeth. It's the law, kids. Um, he he campaigns on a platform of zombie apocalypse awareness, and no other candidate is doing this. Uh, and time travel research. Free pony for every American. So that's it. And, you know, he's talked in, in the past about energy, f- free energy, by putting zombies on treadmills and then, like, dangling brains in front of their treadmill so that they it's keep, pow- yeah, keep, keep it powered. Um, so we've got that's free energy. That's the kind of brain power that we need. Somebody with those brilliant ideas in the office of president. And, you know, I've, I... I I love bringing him up because, of course, people are going to know that these aren't like totally serious positions. You can't, you can laugh about it, but then also it's way more fun yeah, to believe sure. in this fantasy of a guy who has ridiculous positions and talk about them as if they're real. When there are other people doing things like the rave act, and we could get all upset <laughs> and grossed out about what these people do, but it's way more fun to be imaginative and yeah. creative. And and put your vote, put your energy, if you're going to bother being into this politics thing, at least look into Vermin Supreme and have yourself a chuckle and share it with some friends. If you want to look into Vermin Supreme, there's some pretty entertaining video of him from all over the place. But there was one in particular uh, that was somewhat recent where he sued the city of Concord. Mm-hmm. Um, this was in his pony event. He had a pony event that he wanted to uh, to do in Concord, New Hampshire. It's the capital of uh, of New Hampshire on the main street there. And uh, I went out to witness this event. You were there. I was there. I got some amazing footage of wow. Vermin Supreme brilliantly trolling the uh, the people at this event. So what was happening was Hillary Clinton was in town to do a book signing. Okay. And Vermin is also an author. Um, he has written, I believe the book is called I Pony. Yes. 
have you seen you've read that's or? correct no i haven't read okay. it but he has he's written that book that's correct and so he actually was reading some excerpts from his book yes um on the sidewalk out because again you know hillary clinton's in town there's a huge line that literally wrapped around like you know two city blocks wow uh, or close to it it was a very very long line and uh, so people were outside. It was cold. You know, they're just waiting in, in the cold to try to get and get a glimpse of uh, Hillary Clinton. Wow. And uh, Vermin's just out there relentlessly trolling these people. It was hilarious because when he's reading this, you know, people on the left are supposed to be socially tolerant, right? Like that's what they want you to believe, that they're open minded, um, that they're, you know, they're they're cool with people and their different sexual proclivities or whatever. Oh, yeah. But yet... When Vermin Supreme began reading from his book, which does have some elements of bestiality in it. Oh, it does. Uh, some of the uh, women in this particular crowd were very offended. Like, they re- <laughs> they reacted as you would expect a conservative uh, person to react. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah, it was I so funny. That. Anyway, that's some of what I caught on video, so highly recommend you you take a look. You know, at that, that uh, scene, maybe not those those particular excerpts but uh the story of the pony uh, at a pony event at hillary clinton's book signing it makes the new documentary that vermin supreme came out with i think it's you can get it online you can you can buy a download or something um but he he just came out with a new documentary and he did a screening at liberty forum recently so i got to see this his his 2014 documentary which you can get online Mm -hmm. i think it's on amazon so if you watch amazon prime stuff you know, cool. you got you got your uh, movie tonight. It was who is Vermin Supreme, and it talks a little bit about this guy and his positions and his history. And then there's the follow up documentary. This is Vermin Supreme. Highly recommend it. it. If it's not out now, you know, watch. Uh, your Amazon streams or wherever you watch movies. If you want a quick ten minute dose of him, just search for uh, Vermin Supreme Pony. Uh, or pony protest on freekeen.com and that video will come up and it is pretty entertaining stuff. So if you want to join us here, the toll free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Let's see here. Bitcoin is in the news as far as Venezuela and, you know, what kind of effect can Bitcoin and cryptocurrency have on a situation that they're dealing with down there, which is, of course, hyperinflation, uh, the people in Venezuela are purportedly not doing very well, although just recently we saw a, a, a contrarian report from the folks over at RT, the Russian government-funded news agency that normally does some really good reporting here in the United States. Of course, the Russian government has been taking the side of the Maduro government down in Venezuela. For those that don't know, there's this conflict in Venezuela between Nicolas Maduro, the uh, purported president who claims to be now a second-term president, and then this opposition party who's also sh- socialist by the way uh that is they <laughs> oh, have man, their sad they have their leader and their guy juan guaido is saying he's president so you've got two men who are claiming to be the president of this country different governments around the world are siding with one side or the other and so the news narrative for quite a while has been that it's hard to get food in venezuela that you have to stand in lines that are hours long just to try to get the you know the basic table scraps uh from uh, from a grocery store that the the uh, shelves at the grocery stores are empty 
But then just the other day, RT posts a video of a guy ostensibly shopping at a store called, I think, Gama in Venezuela, which seemed to be well stocked and that there were people, you know, shopping around. And of course, it raises the question of is this like one of those North Korean show stores where most of them aren't like this and it's only open to tourists or rich people? I don't know what the real story is in Venezuela. It's hard to say because I've seen videos from uh, Dash, the uh, cryptocurrency community, about churches chicken in venezuela accepting dash and being like mm-hmm. they have churches chicken in venezuela i thought everyone's eating garbage with it right, you know yeah. what how is it that there's people living normal day-to-day lives using cryptocurrency to buy chicken and also i'm hearing stories of like children are are scrambling fighting over trash in, in, right. in dumpsters children like, also ostensibly dying because they can't get access to antibiotics you can't so, pur- purportedly get the most basic of medicines uh, there because of the economic circumstances that the government there has apparently brought up. There's also stories of people driving trucks being waylaid by motorcycle gangs and the gangs, which are basically ostensibly just hungry people, not harming the drivers, but just taking all the food from the back of the truck. Man. So is that true? I don't know. It sounds true if these people elected another socialist. There's more coming up here in moments. 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. And uh, the story that we've got here from the New York Times is written by somebody who claims to be from Venezuela. We'll tell you about it. It's Free Talk Live. Dial on in here. Toll free. Take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. Like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Also, the Discord on-air call-in line rooms are open and available to you over at discord.lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's me, Ian. Oops, sorry, Johnson. Try that again. And Johnson. And Derek J. Yes, indeed. And so you can bring up whatever you want here uh, as we continue. We go to the phones, to the fun. It's Stephen in Argentina. What? Stephen. Hey. Who is this? <laughs> hey, freedom lovers. Hey, Stephen. Hey. Speaking of fun, this summer... Fork Fest 2019 is going to be a blast. Why is that? Why is that? Because I am putting on a nightclub every day during Fork Fest. What? my speakers, lights, disco. I'm DJing. People are dancing. It's going to be amazing. What kind of nightclub are we talking? Like, is this like a... what, What kind of environment am I to expect? I mean, we're in the woods. It's in the woods, yeah. But we've done this before. If you were cool enough to come to previous Fork Fest, and it grows every year. Every year, Fork Fest is bigger and better. This is going to be in the middle of the woods with the greatest sound system you could imagine. Wow. How is it going to be? How how is it so good? You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know until you experience it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, that's it's a big. Awesome. That is a huge uh, level of commitment. Now, just for our listeners who uh, have never heard of this before, Fork Fest. Just to be clear, it's F O R K, not to be confused with Pork Fest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Fork Fest happens the five days prior to 
uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and it's a decentralized event, meaning there's no board of directors, there's no organizers, there's no tickets. Um, you just you know get your campsite from Rogers Campground. It's a beautiful campground in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Uh, this year, the expected dates are going to be June 13th through the 18th. Now, there has been... Uh, there was like a party tent at the first year of, of Fork Fest. There was a rave one night, I think, uh, there. And, you know, it was, it was a small year. There was hardly anybody attending, but it was still a good time. You and I, all of us, I think, were in there yes. uh, dancing together at that event. And so you're kind of talking about maybe doing something like that again, but on a much larger scale and every single night? Well, it's a permanent thing. See, we had this, we had this rave one night yeah. at Fork Fest, and... Several people said, hey, you know, we could just do this all week. <laughs> and, I, and they're right, and we should. It's not going to be crazy every night. People don't want to dance the, the whole night every night. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be playing amazing music. You're going to love it. And anyone who comes is going to have a wonderful time. Wow. Steven, it sounds like what you're describing is kind of a lounge. Like, I could expect to come in, have a seat, relax for the evening, and listen to some really chill house beats. Is that about right? And I can, like, that's, hang out with my friends. That's right. And maybe dance. Unique mixes of, of all kinds of amazing house music, soul. All right, hold on. I got awesome. to know. I, I mean, obviously, you're, you're putting this together, and that's the greatest thing about ForkFest is you just create something. If there's something that you feel is missing, you can just add it uh, to the event. If you want to create a, whether it's a musical event, a party zone, or, you know, speakers series, or whatever it is you want to do, poker table, uh, you can do that. You just have to take the initiative to do it. So, I mean, I know that you are a DJ, that you've been uh, you know, getting your skills even better at the, the, the DJing thing. But are you going to be the sole DJ? That sounds like an exhausting uh, task to keep this. I mean, what hours is this thing going to be open? I mean, what, can you give yeah. us more information here? Well, it's going to be open every evening. I mean, it's, it's not super. Ex- I, I love playing music. This is going to be I, I do this all the time. Um, yeah, but you don't you don't do it you know five days in a row. I mean, you, you're a DJ, but you guys are throwing some parties here and there out in. But in no, Portsmouth. Stephen does DJ on the off nights, and he'll is that just, right? yeah, and it's a shame because it's just for himself. You know, he records ah. this stuff, which is great, and people can go to his, his SoundCloud and listen to some of the. Um, What's stuff the that... SoundCloud? Stephen, search SoundCloud Capital Interest. Ah, cap- the word Capital Capital Interest. It's a C A P I T A L. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a pun on finance. Yeah. So you're literally going to no. be there every single night spinning the uh, the record, so to speak. Yeah, it'll be chill most nights for a couple hours. I have some long sets. I have some great stuff. You can bring recommendations. We can make music. And it's going to be relaxing. And then one or two nights, it's going to be a big party. And you're going to have to come to find out when that is. Oh, ah, sweet. So what you're saying is you'll have to be there during most of Forkfest, if not the whole thing, to know when the big party nights are going to be. That's right. And I like the way you think. Taste, we're going we're gonna to make music together. That's beautiful. Yeah. So bring, bring your music, you're saying? Like bring music to mix with you? Yeah, bring, bring a drive. Bring a thumb drive with music. Okay. All right. Great idea. Johnson knows a thing or two about uh, this. You you did some uh, DJing for the previous party that you and I threw, uh, Derek J. Hallow Keen, yes. a long time ago. He did. You did a pre- great a job with that. Yeah. yeah. Just to just that was throw good. in and play. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was good. 
bring your music, please. That'll be awesome. You got that rave music. Do you have rave pants? I don't. Well, actually, I, I actually have my rave pants from college that are Why do huge. you keep them? Because they're a Happy reminder. I want to frame them. And they're, but the other thing is, is that I was a larger person back then, and, and uh, they're huge, so I can just frame <laughs> them and have them in like a poster frame now. Bring them. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them to Forkfest. No. You will use them. <laughs> no. That would be, I will use them as a tent to sleep in. Right. Oh, too bad. <laughs> well, it's a good thing because he lost weight. Right. Since then, so. yeah. yeah. But I'm, you know, I'll bring you some new ones. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, Stephen, that is very exciting. Was there more that you wanted to share about it? That's about it. I love Forkfest. It's, it's a fun time. And I love playing music. So come on out. Very cool. We'll look yeah. forward to it, and we'll see you there. And uh, we'll see you back when you get here, uh, back to New Hampshire, in case people didn't know. It's Stephen from AnyPay. Stephen Zeiler. Uh, global, yeah, Stephen Zeiler. Thanks, man. Appreciate hey. the call. Thanks for the great news. Wow, that Appreciate is good it. news. Because at, at these events, you know, sometimes in the evening, if you're not part of a clique or yeah. something, and you show up and you don't know anybody, it's kind of hard to... I mean, it's not hard, but it's socially awkward to muscle your way into a friend group or something, or people you don't know. You know what's and, been interesting? I mean... Um, you you did spend a little bit of time at Forkfest last year, but I think AnyPay focused most of its effort on the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yes. Um, so let me tell you what... Because we were sponsors right. of Forkfest. Um, let me tell you what happened uh, the first year and the second year. So there's only been two years of Forkfest yeah. so far. So this coming year is going to be the third year. Um, the Free Talk Live LRN.FM tent kind of became the attractor during like the first couple of nights. And so people just kind of came there because there just aren't that many people. It's a new event. There really weren't that many people attending either the first two years, especially in the beginning couple of nights. Right. So almost everybody that was there that wanted to kind of hang out with people just kind of gravitated towards this one area. And plenty of people were they didn't seem to have any problem, you know, socializing and meeting new people. It almost served as the mixer area, uh, sort of this unofficial. And it just happened naturally. We didn't, you know, invite people. Hey, come on over. It just something was happening there and people kind of came on over. And then by the time we were done recording, it was the evening and people were just hanging out and, you know, having whatever libations or smokings or things that they were doing there. So, wow, that's great. It's self-organized and it was it was nice to see. I don't know yeah. about you. You're, you're outgoing. You know, you've been like practiced in meeting yeah. people. Uh, but I get social anxiety sometimes just when I'm, I'm in a place I don't know people and I don't yep. want to go up and meet them. But it, it can be nice to have an environment where you could just be alone with other people and it's comfortable. And then maybe that's a great place where you'll, you can strike up a conversation and be comfortable with it. Sure. And, and, you know, like I said, that happened naturally. There could be somebody who wants to help facilitate people meeting one another and they could hold like an icebreaker event or something like yeah. that on their campsite. So I mean, Paxil. What's that? Now, what is that? It's a, it's a drug for social anxiety. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's legal, but that doesn't matter at Forkfest. <laughs> Wouldn't be sold. It would be gifted. No, probably, it's probably still not still legal, not legal. Yeah. <laughs> to do that. But that but, sounds really fun and nice. I'm yeah. glad that but basically I'm saying I'm glad there's something for me to do every night because I, yeah, I don't yeah. want to like look for the party or some have to plan certain things. I just know where, what I'm doing now. You mean the party tent? Or late rave ten or whatever it's going to be called. Yeah, yeah. Sponsored by any pay, any pay, I presume. I don't know if any pay will necessarily have anything to do with it, but probably Capital Interest will be the the main sponsor there. <laughs> All right, so check out Forkfest Party. That is where you can link over to a unofficial Telegram chat room. Okay. And an unofficial forum as well, because again, everything's unofficial. So this event could be posted to this forum. Like it's probably it not been be. posted anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would recommend that. Um, and yeah. there was last year there were two competing calendars 
uh, for Forkfest 2018. So I don't know how many calendars there are going to be this year. And if you want to know what kind of music you might expect at this party, the SoundCloud is Capital Interest. Capital with a I T A L. Yeah. Start. We're coming up here. We got hour number two on the way. We've got Bitcoin to talk about and how and what effect it's having in Venezuela. A fifty five four fifty for. Do you operate a retail business and are looking for a solution for point-of-sale cryptocurrency acceptance? It's never been easier thanks to AnyPay.Global. There's no paperwork or approval process to open an account. If you already have a tablet at your cash register, you're almost done. Just sign up at AnyPay.Global. Drop your personal crypto wallet addresses in our setup page and then load our app. That's it. You're accepting cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Dash at your store. Get started now at AnyPay.Global. That's AnyPay.Global. It is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. Coming up, the uh, folks down in Venezuela and their use of Bitcoin. One man says Bitcoin has saved his family. And there's an opinion piece over at the New York Times we can share with you about that. Coming up, uh, you can share your thoughts with us as well. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Johnson. And Derek J. And we go back to your phone calls and thoughts first, though. Next up, we have uh, Ron in New York on our Discord on our call-in lines. Go ahead, Ron. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, so I was wondering if any of you, because they just had the Oscars, I was wondering if any of you saw the movie Vice, and what were your thoughts on it? Is Does this have anything to do with Vice, the news channel? The documentary? No, this has to do with the Vice President Dick Cheney. It was a movie about, it was essentially the guy who did Wolf of Wall Street did a movie about Dick Cheney, and Dick Cheney is played by... Uh, Christian Bale, um, and uh, uh-huh. and I think Sam Rockwell plays Bush, and it, it it's it got nominated for a bunch of Oscars, including Best Picture. Huh. So I on Saturday I saw I I because they play they replay all the Best Picture movies in theaters. So I saw A Star Is Born at one time, and then I saw, really? and then I saw uh, Vice at another time. Um, and it w- it was interesting, and for the most part, I agreed with it. But what I found interesting was they actually took a jab at the Cato Institute at one point. <laughs> hmm, okay, the Cato Why? Institute being a relatively libertarian think tank in D.C. Yeah, because what they did was in the mo- in the in the movie they con- they tried to make it out like. Well, they they get to this one point in the movie where right after Dick Cheney becomes a congressman in Wyoming. They're talking about all this, essentially in the 1980s when Reagan becomes president, uh, there's pretty much there's this whole rise of conservatism. And they say, oh, because obviously Adam McKay is a liberal Bernie Krat director. So he makes it out like, oh, you know, Republicans hate or the Republicans love the one percent and everything. Mm. And so what he what he does is he takes jabs at all these different like people who he perceives to be helping the one percent and he goes after all these interest groups and he goes after the Koch brothers and then he goes after the cato institute 
which I found interesting. Because the lefties aren't one in the 1%, right? All the politicians that are uh, super right. rich and George Soros, there's no lefties that are the 1%. Yeah, I know. And, I, and I'm pretty sure Adam McKay is a millionaire since he's a movie director who's... Well, a millionaire is not going to get you into the 1%. You've got to be uh, much more yeah. than a millionaire. Why, why did yeah. it bother you so much that they took a jab at Cato? Why does oh, that it bother didn't you? really bother me. I mean, it I did. It, it, you're talking you're about it now. Ra- you're calling but, a radio like, show about a, it. It affected well, you. Well, no, I just I was just interested by it. I was just interested by it. But why? 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 Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I there were just some things that I found interesting. I wasn't sure if you guys had seen the movie and if you had any thoughts on it. No, I try to not pay any attention to politicians, and I certainly don't want to watch movies about them. Yeah, but I did agree with a lot of the anti-war messages. Uh, Although to be clear, I would watch Furman Supreme's movie, just to be clear. Definitely, (laughs) yes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I thought that that was interesting. The other thing, though, that I thought was interesting was they were talking about how in Congress, the uh, there was a bill that passed in the 80s, which like limited, um, well, essentially it kind of loosened up restrictions on what was allowed on TV. And really? the film kind of portrayed it as that, as if that was a bad thing, because they were like, "Oh, this gave radio show hosts and TV stars more more leeway." And then they say, and then they portray a clip of like uh, Rush Limbaugh saying something politically incorrect about women, and it's like, "Wait, is are you talking is- about the um, the end of the equal time rules?" Because that doesn't really have a whole lot to do with like you know seeing more violence or anything like that. You're talking about making it so um, like radio stations and television stations didn't have to give equal time to political candidates. Is that the what you're talking about? I think it was. It might yeah. have been. It might have been. Yeah, there's a lot of people on the left who uh, are pretty butthurt about that particular rollback yeah. of of that so regulation. So you're voting for Vermin Supreme, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh, let. Yeah. Oh me! Um, I, I figure if you're if you got two brain cells to rub together, you're excited about him right now. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if he gets past the primary. I d- doubt he's going to get. Well, you the have to vote for him. Need your help. That's yeah. why we're talking about it. You yeah. have to vote for him in okay. order for him to get past the primary, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a feeling though, that considering they're they're probably going to get like uh, a moderate Republican who's uh, has a lot of be the the nominee again like gary johnson four years ago but i mean i'd rather get somebody who's principled like like vermin supreme that's right well that's a good point and, he does have principles and stop Pony hurting principles. yourself Hello? you're hurting yourself watching these terrible movies go watch a real movie this is vermin supreme yeah. thanks for the call tonight <laughs> appreciate it ron the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 we go to peter He's calling from the belly of the beast. He's in D.C. Hello, Peter. Hey, guys. I actually uh, called last week um, about some uh, issue about uh, a Nazi symbol um, at my college. But now I just want to talk about how college is a scam. See, I am a senior right now, and um, and I'm I'm on my – or I'm in my last semester, rather. And it's starting to hit me how this whole thing – Higher education is just a big scam. What did it? Um, I was. Uh, go ahead. What did it? Oh, what, I'm what? sorry. Yeah. Um, see, when I was 18, 
right? And, and you go to public school, they just throw this nonsense uh, at you that, that, hey, if you don't go to college, you're a big loser. Hey, if, if, if you don't go to college, you're going to be working at McDonald's for, for God's sake. And of course, you know, I was 18 and I had no idea about economics or finance. But now that I'm, I'm 21 <laughs> and, and I look back at what I, uh, what I did with all this borrowing and, and whatnot, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a big, big hole. Um, when yeah, I graduate. Dude. Can you tell us how much? And, Do you mind sharing with us how deep yeah, of no, a hole? It, 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 yeah, I, I, I don't mind at all. It's, uh, it's over $50,000. I go to a private school. Jeez. Um, it's most of a house. The problem is that, yeah, exactly. The problem is, look, I'm, I'm graduating in, um, uh, in May with a degree in economics. But there's thousands of, thousands of people that graduate with a degree in economics, and you know how am I going to find a job? Me being at school for three plus years has taken away all the valuable skills that I could have learned on the job. I've been learning a bunch of nonsense. Of course, I'm sure you guys know that they teach us Keynesian nonsense at, at these universities. They, it, it does no good. I, I literally wasted my time oh, uh, getting brainwashed why I could have been out there in the real world uh, getting skills. And, it's frustrating. And, and, you know, it just, came, uh, it just came to me that, hey, you know, I agree that education is important, but, I mean, that's why they have libraries. If you want to get educated... <laughs> that's why they have the internet. In room, <laughs> it sounds like you're going to cry, man. And I wouldn't blame you. No, yeah, it no. sounds, sounds like you yeah, woke it, up it, to... The, a, you got serious debt, serious problems, wasting your life. And what... what exactly. What turned... Like, it sounds like for a few years you believed the lies. When did they stop? When did you stop believing them? It sounds like this is a recent thing for right, you. Well, no, no it, 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 it's, uh, I, I'm just going on the, a rant because I'm about to graduate. But when I, when I got into uh, Austrian economics and, and libertarianism, uh, that's when everything just clicked to me. And when was that uh, in your college I, you know, career? At what point did you discover that and how did that happen? I was a sophomore mm-hmm. and it actually happened with a uh, professor of mine. Uh, who was teaching international relations, and and I I'll always remember the first thing he did was uh, gave us the definition of a Keynesian and an Austrian, and he uh, put on this really uh, popular video, it's the uh, Hayek and, and Keynes rap rap video. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, is awesome, a funny man. video. Hang on, if you would, yeah, I think continues. Derek looks like he's got some more questions or at least something else to say about this. So stand by, we'll hear more of your story in moments if you can, Peter. In D.C., he's in uh, college down there, fifty thousand dollars in debt. And now he's figured out that maybe it wasn't the best choice. More on the way here. You can share your thoughts, your experience. 855-450. Free like freedom. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want. Our number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We also have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms. You'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us if you call us on Discord at discord.lrn.fm. Just head over there. And that is also a way for you to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Derek Jay's hanging out in the Discord chat. I'm in there pretty much all the time. Johnson uh, is in there. He's not called Johnson, though. He's Tempest in Furnace. <laughs> uh, they're in the Discord. So check it out. It's there 24-7, by the way. So you can interact with uh, liberty-loving folks and some not-so-liberty-loving folks. because we <laughs> Anybody can join the Discord. We don't, we don't kick out the... the uh, uh, the Fash Bash guy. He's in there as a regular participant. What's a Fash Bash guy? It's in his name. Uh, I don't know oh, what his actual his name, name is, but oh. yeah, it's usually something, something Fash Bash or Fash Bash, this, this and that. So. Oh, yeah. Interesting, nice. Some interesting characters nice, uh, in there. 
Check it out over at discord.lrn.fm. And if you're interested in cryptocurrency, and we will hopefully get into Bitcoin coming up here in just a moment, and you want to learn the basics, Bitcoin.com's got them. They've got a great Bitcoin academy that you can go through and learn about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. You can also learn how to choose a Bitcoin wallet, buy some Bitcoin, and even learn where you can spend your Bitcoin. Plus, read the latest news headlines or engage with the community on the Bitcoin forum. Just go to Bitcoin.com. That's easy to remember. Bitcoin.com. As we go back to Peter in D.C., he's in college. He's 21 years old, uh, has had the uh, unfortunate uh, realization that maybe it wasn't worth it after all, the $50,000 in debt to acquire an economics degree. You're about finished with college, and you're just kind of calling, it seems, to express your frustration, to maybe throw out a warning to younger listeners that might be hearing this, that maybe they shouldn't necessarily go down this prescribed path that it seems like it seems like everyone tries to push people, young people, into. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and that's why I hope to target. I hope to target uh, the kids in high school or perhaps some parents that have kids that are maybe considering college. You know, in fact, the greatest thing I've ever did was apply to this program at the Mises Institute. It's called Mises University. It's completely free. Hmm. All you have to do is pay for your transportation. And I, I tell you, I, I learned more about economics in one in, in one week than, than I did in, in, in four years. Um, and the reality is that it's at the heart of this issue, um, it, it's the government's fault. They give these kids free loans. These kids, and I would know because I was one of them, they, they, they have no idea what they're getting into. They, they think that, hey, you know, I graduated from college. I'm going to be getting paid $200,000 by the time I'm 30 years old. Complete nonsense. You're, you're, you're going to be owing $200,000. Like, like and working earlier, at a restaurant. I'm about to, sure, and, and, and I'm about to graduate with a piece of paper uh and the mortgage. So I mean, you're 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 screwed. And and, and well, you don't get a mortgage. What happens? <laughs> you get a you get a college <laughs> debt. You don't get to live in that. <laughs> with, a, with a mortgage, you yeah, get to live in yeah. it. You live in the house. Yeah, that's that's true. Why didn't you uh, take but, action uh, sooner, uh, Peter? It drives me nuts to hear your story, and I feel bad for you because it sounds like you're in a really bad situation. You've got a ton of debt and almost no way to pay for it. You can't waive it. You can't go bankrupt from it. And I feel your fear. So why didn't you listen to the sophomore you? It's just like, you know, my parents don't really share my philosophy of, of, of libertarianism. So they wouldn't and, let you uh, I admit leave? Exactly, yeah. But exactly. wait, they're not paying yeah, for it. Know. Hold on. It's one thing if your parents are paying for college and they're like, we think it's really important that you go to college. We're going to pay for it. It sounds to me like they're not paying a dime. No, they're, essentially they're not. So and you just I'm, don't I'm want to disappoint the them? Is that the idea? You just don't want mom and dad to be Dude. upset? Yeah, they, they would. They would be disappointed in me, and 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 probably uh, I'm assuming uh, probably kick me out. Dude, if Peter I ever decided to drop out. The, the I'm sure well, they love you, but they're not doing what's in your best interest. Can't you see that? Well, I mean, if he's living with them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're, li- you're living with your parents? Yeah, I he said that. They, they would kick him out. So, I mean, yeah. just tell him. Good. good. Tell him, yeah, you need to stay there now until your student loans are paid off. <laughs> well, that's what's going to have to happen, No right? way, man. Get out of there now. What are you doing? Why don't you leave school? What do you even care about the diploma for? Well, now it's sunken costs, right? Yeah, Where he's, he's almost graduated. Yeah. yeah. No. No? I, just, uh, I mean, are you right or are you wrong? Uh, well, you know, you're, you're completely right. You know, I mean, if he's in his senior that, year, it's I already guess, paid for. So, 
Yeah. But if so, if you want other but, people to take you seriously, how are you not going to act on your own advice? Well, see, I actually well, I, I mean, actually I think his advice is don't pay for it. <laughs> with a paper degree, but now you know the reality is it, it, it's the government's fault. You see, if you walk around hey, any college today, come on, man. You, uh, you I love you, Peter, but it's your fault. You took it. No, sure, sure, I did. But if I can just make this point, because sure. I think it's important. Um, it's these, these these loans, they don't go towards good professors. If, if you go to any university today, they're all a bunch of Marxists. Um, and what they do with these with this money that kids just borrow and, and borrow and borrow is that they innovate. That's how they attract uh, young kids. They make they don't these innovate. Dorms, these fans, no, no, they, There's they, no they, innovation they, they, in academia. I mean, what are they doing that's innovative? They're doing the same old thing they've always done, the same way they've always well, done sure, it. Yeah. They just keep raising the cost sure, because yeah. they know they can get it. They know that the the loans are guaranteed. So let's just keep, like you're saying, expanding the dorms. That's not innovation. That's just expansion. Yeah. Let's expand sure, and build sure, more exactly. buildings to fill with more Marxist teachers. Exactly. You know? So is your, is your concept, Peter, that you didn't, Really, it wasn't like a, a fully informed decision that you were uh, defrauded to making this this choice. Right on, yeah. Okay, and now yeah. now that you've realized you've been defrauded, what what's what do you believe is the best course of action for people who are in your situation? Not not people who are like oh, I haven't started college yet, but the people who are are in college and are like, man, this is not working out. This doesn't look good. Sure. Yeah, I, I think. Um... What's gonna What's gonna happen is that, and you know, and I'm actually, um, you know, I'll admit that my, my loans are, are by by the government from the government, mm-hmm. and I think what's gonna happen um, with with like a lot of young people and and the upcoming election in, in um, 2020 is that the, the young people they're gonna want to vote for a, a flat out socialist, Marxist, whatever you want to call that person, but the individual who will bail out these student loans, democratic so socialist. Right <laughs> So, We're going to get free right education now, I, for all the youths. <laughs> well, the good news is you don't have to worry about young people voting. So uh, that's probably not going to happen yeah. in any significant no, number. I hear, uh, I hear what Peter's saying. It sounds like yeah. when these young people become older people, this is exactly it what is they're going to do. Yeah, so they're, they're going to vote themselves um, right off the debt, mm-hmm. let someone else pay yeah. for it, yeah. and that's bad. It's not yeah, sustainable. And, and, you know, I don't agree with that, but boy, you know, if I could take advantage of, of the government's stupid action, if, if that scenario were to come through, then then you know, I'd be all for it. But True. you know, and, and again, Why my, not? Other, my other uh, my, my other option that I was actually thinking of doing was just getting the hell out of the uh, the the U.S. and and perhaps getting a, a, a banking job in, in in Singapore or Hong Kong where there's actually uh, free market capitalism mm. over there and and and, and just. Can you do that? So Can you, you go to a, Hong Kong and just get a job as uh, a non-Hong no, yeah, Kongian? Yeah. You can do anything you want. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you, there's you, certain you, rules about immigration in a lot is, of places. Uh, sure, yeah. All you have to do is, I think it's maybe uh, a couple hundred to surrender your uh, U.S. citizenship. Oh and, uh, wow! You want to go all you want to go all the way. That's an interesting plan. Yeah, and that's Peter, cool. keep us in the loop with how that develops. Uh, I'm sure other people will appreciate hearing your story. And thanks for sharing your thoughts with us here tonight. It's a situation that a lot of people are up against with these college call. loans. We're coming up. LRN.FM now has a Discord. Discord is a free text and voice chat platform, and we now have our own server with a bunch of channels at Discord.LRN.FM.
You can join other listeners as they chat about various things during our live shows or anytime, day or night. Discord software is available cross-platform, so you can have it on whatever device you want and take your chats anywhere. Join our Discord at discord.lrn.fm. That's discord.lrn.fm. It's Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Our number here, 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Johnson. Derek J. We'll talk about Bitcoin and how, according to one man in Venezuela, it has saved his family. That is a big claim to make, and we'll... Uh, we'll We'll let him back it up coming up here in moments. But speaking of cryptocurrency, Derek J., uh, you are one of the primary folks behind AnyPay.Global. We've been very excited about AnyPay since before AnyPay became a, a sponsor. We've sort of partnered with uh, with AnyPay here. and Yeah. Uh, but we were excited. That's why we partnered with AnyPay, because we're excited about it. And uh, But that's not all that you're doing. AnyPay is now reaching out in sort of a different method through a new website. Are we that- talking about helpmetakebitcoin.com? Yeah. Yeah, so I had made this this week, you know, because I'm like you. I love to use cryptocurrency. And even yes. before there was Dash and all these other uh, cryptocurrencies, I was setting up businesses with BitPay. To, Way back in the day, yeah, here in Keen. So that they could take Bitcoin, because yeah. I think it's great. and it, it increases freedom for everybody, for the business owner. They get more customers. For the people who love to spend cryptocurrency, they get more privacy. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of empowerment all around. So it's a lot of wins. I just had uh, Indian food today that I bought with Dash, thanks cool. to AnyPay. Did you get some Dash back? Of course I did, 10% uh, nice. back. Uh, yeah. That's a good feature. So yeah, we made uh, an alternative to BitPay, uh, because Bitcoin wasn't really working so we made any pay um does mostly dash you know it's another cryptocurrency and people seem to like it but people want several others yeah oh yeah yeah, we do like eight different ones but people want their favorite business to take crypto they just don't have the tools to do it and it's, it's it's awkward because there's no big um like if with a company they send agents around, you know, and they put them put suits on them and and go around and say, "Here, you're going to buy this product," and they're salesy about it. Mm. But with Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, it's sort of like a ground up movement, you know. So it's about you talking to your favorite business owner and telling them and having a relationship about it. But right. it's hard. We don't know how to do it. We're not salespeople. So I made this website, HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com, so that people can send their business to that and just say, "Look, these guys will help you do it." And in five minutes, you'll be set up. If five it's got minutes. The You've timed it. Step one, download a Bitcoin wallet. Yep. Step two, download the AnyPay app. Step three, link your wallet to the Bitcoin app. Step four, take a payment. It's done. Boom. It's really fast and easy. Yeah. And now it's, you know, it's, we've got the apps in the app store. So it's all available for your favorite business to start taking crypto in five minutes. Yep. So and I'm also really excited that in the website, again, uh, helpmetakebitcoin.com. Yeah, they'll right? help you take Bitcoin. Um, I'm also excited that we're, I don't know if I can break this news, but I'm going to, because I haven't been told I can't. Um, Edge Wallet is going to be a new sponsor here on Free Talk Live. They're great. 
It's my favorite. That's who I recommend on yeah. the website. Yeah. And it's it stinks because I, I would like to be able to recommend Bitcoin.com, but Edge is a better wallet. It's a, Edge is awesome. I, I, uh, I hate that that's true because I love Bitcoin.com. Edge earned it. I mean, they uh, they were there with a great Bitcoin wallet back in the day. It was called Airbits. Remember mm-hmm. when you and I used to use Airbits? That was always the one I recommended yeah. to people. And, uh, and then they came out with Edge and they went into the world of multi-crypto and they've made a very easy to use multi-crypto wallet that even has Monero, which is a pretty hard to find one as far as mobile wallets are concerned um it's got several different options for cryptos tokens ethereum bitcoin cash dash and and so combining that as your receiving wallet that's what i recommend to all the business owners in town it's, set up the edge wallet set up any pay you're done it's so got the right experience too i was down in anarchapulco and i helped set up the bar there at the hotel yep. to take bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies and the manager was like hey come show me this bitcoin thing i want to know what this is about so mm-hmm. we set up a, set him up with a wallet bitcoin.com was one of the sponsors so we had him download the bitcoin.com wallet he uh you know it wasn't working it wasn't scanning properly there was some bug and they they know about it they're going to fix it but because it was broken he went and deleted the app now we had already sent him 10 bucks that oh, no. money's just deleted it's gone <laughs> but he didn't write the backup phrase down well you were just yeah. standing there at the bar right. so that's not the experience that people are used to with an yeah. app you should be able to da- delete it and then get it back and it's fine with edge right it Username would be fine he would yeah. be fine because it works like an app you would expect right there's this paradigm shift with cryptocurrency where you have to take personal responsibility for it and most people aren't ready for that nope and they, and they learn the hard be. way so edge wallet takes a little bit of that personal responsibility away you are still responsible for remembering your username and password if you forget yeah. either one of those edge cannot recover it for you and that's because all the keys to your wallet are in your control yeah. it's just they make it more accessible because username and password are what people are used to rather than some obtuse 18 or 24 word backup phrase that has to be written down and stored in a safe still i would recommend to a new user to store their username and password for edge somewhere safe beyond their mind because uh, sometimes people are just so absent-minded they're so busy especially local business owners Happens i can't tell time. you how many times they just forget their password and if there's no recovery they people rely on uh, password recovery they, they might do it every it. time they sign in yeah they're just, oh, I'll just that's how bad my password yeah, yeah it's it's amazingly horrible yeah. but if that guy's experience was so bad when he deleted the money he was right. like nah, i'm done with this bitcoin oh, thing oh man is that's that awful like yeah. so if it had just been a different app if it had just yep. been edge then he he would have been able to sign in and still have his money. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Edge.app That's is great. their website. So it's a great combo with helplmetakebitcoin.com. Yeah. And you said you just launched this. It's brand new. Probably going to get tweaked a little bit, but it looks great. Week. Yeah, I just it made great. it this week because I'm like, there's so many people out there who want to use Bitcoin. Right. And they don't, have and they don't know where to start. Yeah, well... It's the users who are going to make it happen. The businesses aren't going to go and do this on their own. You no. have to talk to your favorite business and tell them you want them to take Bitcoin. And they're going to say, how do I do that? No, and they're going to be it. like, ah, I'll think about it. Because you're going to be the only one asking. That's the problem well, here, Derek J. We live in a place that we've got a group of good cryptocurrency users this is the mm. reason why when i did the interview That's with true. forbes magazine uh yeah. that was published recently that promoted any any pay and uh it was all about using crypto in real life and people who are doing that i said it's not a coincidence it's not a random happening that new hampshire is the crypto mecca or venezuela also very very popular for cryptocurrency in Venezuela's case, it's because people are desperate for an option that's better than the money that they have. I don't know what's really going on in Venezuela. 
I don't know if it's really a <laughs> cryptocurrency revolution there. We, I'm skeptical because of the way that people think and act. We interviewed Look, a gentleman uh, who is with Dash and had gone down Rodrigo? there. Rodrigo? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm skeptical of him. Okay. You know, I don't believe it. I saw the Dash documentary he produced, and... I don't think it's really? really. I don't think it's happening. You think they're blowing it out of proportion? That it's yes, not, it okay. looks really good for Dash to claim mm. that there's a ton of businesses taking cryptocurrency there, mm. but is it really happening? We don't know. Yeah, I don't think it is. Well, we know it's we, happening in New we Hampshire. Can't prove it. We yeah, know that. We know it's happening because there's yeah. map.anypay.global. You could see that there are places taking payments. We can talk about that now. Why not? Okay, <laughs> it's, work, it's <laughs> working. Everything's map. okay. Yeah. So, uh, can you tell what uh, map.anypay.global is? Yeah, so everyone's got this map. If you've been in cryptocurrency at all, you're looking for places where you can spend your Bitcoin. Dash has a map? Yeah, everyone's got a map, you know, and none of them are good because you don't know. As soon as a place is added to the map. Terribly out of date. As soon as a place is added to a map, you know it's stale. You go back to that location, you go to any place on CoinMap or the other ones, and you go and you say, oh, well, yeah, I'd like to pay with Bitcoin, please. You're going to get a blank stare mm. right in your face. It's so and then sad. They're going to send you packing because they don't take cryptocurrency. And you have no way of knowing whether they do or not, except now at map.anypay.global, you can go and see that a business in your town took cryptocurrency this month, this week, mm-hmm. or... They haven't taken a payment in over 90 days. There's a pretty good chance they're not going to know what they're doing. But maybe you need to go there and help them out. Like That would be a great place to go visit. Hey, here's an idea, crypto people. Spend your crypto in real life if you can. Yeah. Well, you said it's special in New Hampshire. I'm speculating that because of HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com and our efforts, we're going to train people on the skills they need to make their town like Keene and Portsmouth, so. New Hampshire. Because I hope so. They can do it. Uh, the, the benefit to the business owner is more customers. Every business wants more customers. So you tell them, look, you're going to get more customers if you take cryptocurrency. And it's true. But what if you're the only guy in the area? The map, when they install AnyPay, is going to send people there because it's going to say, oh, look, there's a business that hasn't gotten anyone spending in a while. I better go there and help them out. The toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. Check out Derek's new site, HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. You can comment, you can bring up what you want. And uh, Carlos Hernandez, a Venezuelan economist, has a few things to say about how Bitcoin has helped him and his family in Venezuela. The headline, Bitcoin has saved my family. I'll tell you more about that coming up here in moments. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. You can join us on the radio. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and yes, you can call in toll-free and bring up whatever is on your mind. We got Bitcoin all the way here, about uh, one man saying it has saved his family in Venezuela. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Johnson. Derek J. But first, we're going to go back to the phones and back to the fun. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Also, you can jump in on our Discord on-air call-in line rooms. If you want to sound great, if you want to sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio, that's how you will sound if you're on Discord. Uh, over at discord.lrn.fm. And by the way, thank you to JP. He's a Free Talk Live amplifier, a longtime supporter of Free Talk Live. This is one of the newer things that we've been doing here in the last half a year, Derek. I love it. I've heard it. Shouting out to the uh, the amplifiers. Way to go, JP, man. Keeping it alive. Yeah, and long time, too. So uh, go to amp.freetalklive.com. It's five bucks a month. That's all we're asking you for, and it's a way for us to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. 
So what we do is we reach out to radio stations. We you know pitch the show uh, to those stations. We do advertising within the radio industry. So in certain like industry publications, email newsletters, things like that. There's there's advertisements for Free Talk Live. You know to make program directors aware that we exist. And we happen to also be the longest running show in our time slot now at this point. There's we've literally outlasted all of the competition in the nighttime seven to ten eastern time time slot so we've got the we've got the benefit now of having been there forever so we're not the new kids on the block anymore so that actually makes your amp dollars more effective because back in the early days you know we were trying to pitch a show that barely had any stations and it's hard like if you don't have enough you know you don't have a bunch of stations it's kind of a monkey see monkey do business you know the stations don't want to come on unless other stations have come on well now we got 196 of them so as of today so welcome aboard to our new stations, KABQ. Uh, new listeners there, and they're, they're now airing the show live in Albuquerque. And uh, so you can help us get on more radio stations. Join the AMP program like JP over at amp.freetalklive.com. It's amp.freetalklive.com. And yes, you can use credit card. You can use Bitcoin, BTC, as well as PayPal to join the AMP program and get some cool perks and some bennies because you are an amplifier. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones here to Robert in Los Angeles, listening via the TuneIn app. Go ahead, Robert. Hello? Robert in Los Angeles. Going once. Do we have Robert in Los Angeles going twice? All right. Well, maybe there's something wrong with his phone line. We're going to put him back on hold. We'll give our board up a chance to maybe check in with him here in a little bit. Maybe went into a bad cell. Oh, nope. He just dropped off the line. Well, feel free to call back. Uh, the toll-free <laughs> number here is 855-450-FREE. Let's jump into the story here that we've been teasing for two hours. Uh, Carlos Hernandez, a Venezuelan economist, writing an opinion piece at the New York Times based out of uh, Ciudad Guyana in Venezuela. He writes, on Tuesday, I went shopping for milk. With the chronic food shortages in Venezuela, that errand is already very complicated. But there's an extra layer of difficulty for me. I don't own bolivars, Venezuela's official currency. Why not? I keep all of my money in Bitcoin. Keeping it in bolivar would be financial suicide. Uh. The last time I checked, the rate of daily inflation was around 3.5%. That's daily inflation. The annual inflation rate for 2018 was almost... Take a guess. A million. 1.7 million percent. <laughs> wow. A million percent. Mi- 1.7 million. What was the daily? Uh, 3.5 percent. Okay. says, I don't have a bank account abroad, and with Venezuela's currency controls, there's no easy way for me to use a conventional foreign currency like American dollars. Things just keep getting crazier here. Venezuela now has two presidents. One of them, Nicolas Maduro, wants to take on the British billionaire Richard Branson in a competition of charity concerts, while we Venezuelans are going hungry. Wait, what? This was recent. (laughs) Uh, Branson went and threw a concert to... The Virgin guy? Yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah, he went and threw a concert, I think, just over the border in Colombia. I don't think that he himself is actually a virgin. No, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah, from the company. And uh, so he threw a concert in... I think it was in Colombia, right across the border from and what Venezuela. Was the, what was the point of that? Um, to make people happy or something, raise money for charity. I'm not. I'm not real wow. clear on what it was. Weird. Um, while we Venezuelans are going hungry, there have been violent standoffs over humanitarian aid piling up at the borders of Colombia and Brazil. And before I can buy milk, I need to convert bitcoins into Bolivar. He says, actually, that part's easier than you might think. I go through the listings on localbitcoins.com. <laughs> 
the exchange that most Venezuelans seem to use, Mm -hmm. looking for offers to buy my bitcoins from people who use the same bank that I do. That way, the wire transfer can go through immediately. Once I accept the offer, the bitcoins are deducted from my wallet and are held in escrow by the site. I send my banking information to the buyer and wait. After the buyer sends me his bolivars via wire transfer, I release the bitcoins from escrow and they are transferred to the buyer's bitcoin wallet. We give each other a positive score and that's it. The whole process takes about 10 minutes. Turns out, I'm not the only Venezuelan using cryptocurrencies. The local market for bitcoins broke a record on April 17th, reaching $1 million worth on that day alone, according to Bloomberg. Venezuela has been ranking second worldwide in volume of activity on localbitcoins.com. Right. Now, this is interesting because you were skeptical, Derek J., earlier of a lot of the Dash claims. There's uh, people over there that are purportedly pushing Dash, and there's a lot of businesses that are allegedly accepting it. They claim, I think, as many as 3,000 businesses across all of Venezuela, at least 1,000 in Caracas alone. Yeah. And that's the claim. So. These are real numbers that we can at least look at that's, here. That is happening. Yeah. We know that's happening because it's on localbitcoins.com. So these right. transactions, you can confirm this is going on. And and it makes total sense that people are trading bolivars for Bitcoin with each other. Right. The next step is to use it at a business. Exactly. And like instead of transacting and wasting, I mean, he says it's only 10 minutes, but you still have to spend a part of your day, you know, not holding the money that you want he could just keep it as bitcoin and give it to the business by the way i've never heard of a wire transfer taking 10 minutes but maybe because it's at the same bank it's like a local wire because normally like in the sure. u.s if you do a wire transfer you're waiting all day long in a yeah but wouldn't, this transaction, wouldn't the transaction fee if he was taking bitcoin and giving it directly to the business be like millions of bolivar to in the transaction fee um, uh, for, you know, for worth, cryptocurrency, I would suggest maybe not using Bitcoin for such. Oh, I see. Not such a big deal. The the transaction volume is is low enough. The yeah. fees are like a few cents. You, so you can use the fees are back to a few cents on Bitcoin. Yeah, without even without Lightning Network. No, I think yeah. you're still looking at maybe like twenty cents or something like that for a. For it Bitcoin depends on the wallet you use. Bitcoin.com yeah, is going to punish you if you use um, BTC. Right, but uh, any regular wallet will allow you to send bitcoin for one cent if you choose i will say this um i had the blockchain.info wallet that i used recently to send uh, some bitcoin to vincent he did some uh, he did some work while we were in mexico doing like the archives for the show and so he wanted bitcoin as payment and i sent him a payment and i just did the normal fee that blockchain.com's wallet recommended which is that what dot blockchain.info.com they're kind of on both of those urls now yeah um, long-time wallet. They've been around for a long time. They've yeah. got millions of installs. It's a pretty decent wallet, and they've always had pretty good fee estimation, yeah. but this one got stuck oh, for a while, no. for quite a while. Yeah, you definitely don't want that to happen. And for the price of a few cents, just adding yeah. a little extra to that, I always so make I, it priority. So I do priority on that yeah. if, I, if I'm if i serious about getting it there sooner. And a priority one's going to still be like 20 to 60 cents. Well, to, to be depending. fair, what Bitcoin.com is doing with that high fee is probably doing users a favor because they don't want the they transaction want to get stuck. Yeah, yeah, they don't want you to have a bad experience. And besides, it does incentivize you to switch over to Bitcoin Cash, a way yeah. more usable, low-fee Bitcoin. So Venezuela, according to LocalBitcoins.com, has been ranking second worldwide mm-hmm. in volume of activity after Russia. Yeah. Which is interesting. I've never actually seen this chart. I'm actually curious now to go see you know, what are the top countries that are using local Bitcoins. Because, I mean, 
they're they're busy on the United States, so it sounds like some countries are even busier. According to CoinDance, a website that monitors cryptocurrency transactions, during the week ending February 16th, people in Venezuela traded about $6.9 million worth on localbitcoins.com, compared with about 13.8 in Russia. He says he's converting that at the average Bitcoin exchange rate, according to coinmarketcap.com. He says that's saying something for a country in its fifth year of a recession, whose economy contracted by some 18% in 2018. Yeah, it's they're not using it as an investment. They're using it as their money. It's not like they're... Which is awesome. Yeah, it's totally the right way to go, except they, they need to take the next step, which is use it as money at a business instead of converting it to boulevards, which nobody wants. Which maybe some of them are. You know, this may be just the tip of an iceberg because we don't know. That's harder to track, right? Like, it'd be a lot harder. To, it's one thing because local Bitcoins knows where you are, right? Like, they have the country in which you're doing business, the country in which the sales are being made. So they can they can come up with these charts. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're just going to Domino's or, uh, you know, I've heard that... Uh, Churches, churches, and uh, <laughs> Papa John's. There's a video of some guy paying at Papa John's with. I with heard they cash. don't do that anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if the, if people were coming in and using it, they would keep doing it, right? Also, people need to know it's there. That's true as well. So we can continue with this guy. He says Bitcoin has saved his family. We'll get into that coming up here in uh, Venezuela. Eight fifty five four fifty freeze our toll free number. Our three's next. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three free talk live. We have some good news. The indictments against Ross Albrecht in the District of Maryland were dismissed with prejudice, meaning they can never be refiled. This is especially good because those indictments contain the only charge ever made that Ross engaged in murder for hire. This was a serious allegation that Ross Albrecht denies. It was never prosecuted or ruled on by a jury, but was trumpeted by the federal government and the media as if it were proven fact. The Maryland court held these indictments for almost five years, poisoning Ross's case and leaving him under a cloud of unproven allegations. As explained in Ross's appeal to the Supreme Court, the fact that the judge used these allegations to give Ross a draconian sentence of double life without parole violated his Sixth Amendment right to a jury trial. Judges are required to issue sentences based on convictions decided by a jury, not unproven allegations, never even charged at trial. Although this is a positive of development, the dropped indictment will not set Ross free. Now, a presidential pardon is Ross's only hope of freedom. Sign the petition at freeross.org. Freeross.org. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. Launching into the third hour here. we got time for you. If you want to join us, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We, uh, you know, we haven't done a crypto-heavy show in a while, and uh, Derek J is here tonight from AnyPay.Global, and the brand-new website, HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. Yeah, we'll help you take other stuff, too. Yeah, like but what? It's- well, we were just talking about Zencash. That's yeah. one of the ones that's <laughs> now offered known as by Horizon. Anybody. Yeah, Horizon. Yeah. Um, XRP is one that works. Ripple. You know, Ripple. Yeah, people. Some people want to use that as a means of transaction hmm. in the real world. I still world haven't had money. anybody pay me in Ripple Bitcoin despite cash. accepting it. Really? For what? Yeah. What do you sell? Uh, uh, t-shirts. Okay. Liberty Minded. Yeah, we yeah, haven't talked about that in a while either. Uh, yeah, Liberty Minded.com. I sell, you know, Liberty. Themed t-shirt. Liberty minded. Yeah, liberty minded. Also official free talk live gear. Right. So cool. There. And, and you'll take XRP. Um, yes, I will. Cool. I'll send you take some. like a couple okay. dozen, yeah, right? Like a couple dozen different cryptos. Yeah, I right? take a lot. Yeah. A lot okay. Of yeah. Cryptos. Yep. Liberty minded. New uh, shirts. What's you know you got anything fresh? I haven't or? really. I've yeah, been kind of like okay. busy, and I just haven't 
been i need to there's a lot up there already to. though i mean there's a yeah there's a large i've got variety. quite a few my uh biggest uh um hurdle right now and in my hurdle in general in business is i'm not doing a whole lot of marketing so you mm-hmm. know or uh or advertising so i kind of need to like figure that out in life so you know that's where i'm at well so, the shirts okay. are there people can buy them over at libertyminder.com right. and you will fill the orders and it'll be great yeah, yeah and you'll attract more liberty-minded people to you because you'll be wearing things right. that say people will say where'd you get that liberty. right yeah. where'd you get that well not only that oh yeah not not, not only attract them to right. you and your website johnson but the people listening will attract more liberty people to themselves sure. by wearing the, mer- the that's merch right. That's true. That's good. Uh, so we're talking about Bitcoin. We're yeah. talking about uh, its usage in Venezuela, one of the places in the world where, according to localbitcoins.com and this article over at New York Times uh, by a Venezuelan economist who uses Bitcoin, he says that, according to local Bitcoins, Venezuela is number two in the world for volume of transactions on local Bitcoins, which mm. is a site on which you, if you want to buy Bitcoins, can buy Bitcoins from other individuals, or if you want to sell your Bitcoins to another individual, you can do that. It connects people together, basically, who want to buy and sell. It's pretty cool. Um, I've used it countless times. And a it's a, it's a totally great, great website. I just can't get over that they're not spending it at the store. Well, let's like see. if so many people are transacting it with each other to get this money that they don't want, why do that? It, probably the store owner is on local bitcoins too. Could why be. wouldn't he take your bitcoin? Well, let's continue with the story here. Okay, he says that uh, he says I can't change too many bitcoins at once though. The government doesn't monitor cryptocurrency transactions yet, but it does monitor transactions in Bolivar. And any worth about $50 or more, they'll automatically freeze your account until you can explain to your bank where the funds came from. Oh my god, $50. Yeah. Right, structuring like, clearly yeah like here in the united states <laughs> i mean here in the united states if you do a ten thousand dollar cash deposit they'll file what's called a cash transaction report on you but even that doesn't require an explanation to any government agencies that's pretty that's pretty intrusive that's pretty outrageous uh government involvement in, wow. in banking still he says you could say that cryptocurrencies have saved our family i now cover our household's expenses on my own my father is a government employee in a printing department with no paper and earns about six dollars a month <laughs> what my, does he print on then <laughs> nothing apparently it's a government agency that he just gets paid anyway yeah uh, my mother is they, a they, he pretends to work and they pretend to pay him right <laughs> uh, my mother's a stay-at-home mom with no income and cryptocurrencies helped my brother juan who's 28 escape venezuela last summer for years Juan tried to make it as a lawyer here, but in times of hyperinflation, everyone is constantly getting poorer, including his clients. Juan was earning so little as an attorney that he was actually spending money to work, meaning buying stationery, taxi fares. Eventually, he gave up. Early last year, he started doing graphic design and translations online, but most websites pay for freelance work through PayPal and the like, which we can't use. Because exchange controls here allow Venezuelan banks to use only local currency. For the outside world, even those of us who have bank accounts here are effectively unbanked. You might be able to find a way to translate PayPal, though, directly into crypto. You can. There are some people on uh, local Bitcoins who will accept PayPal. Mm -hmm. You'll pay a premium for it, though, because the the risk is high. I'm sure they're willing to pay that premium. Why would anyone stay in a place so bad? Like. 
shouldn't you just leave? I mean, there is a whole big world out there. Yeah. Presumably Leaving's not every, very expensive. Easier said than done, um, because it's not yet illegal to leave, but it's not easy to leave. As you said, it's expensive. I thousands of people do it every day from Venezuela. I thought there was like a mass exodus from that place. As many people who can certainly are trying to get over the border. So why not an attorney? To... Well, he did. Ultimately. Oh, he, he left. Yeah, that's oh, part okay, of the, that's uh, part of the story. Is he was he couldn't make any money, so right, he good. was I mean, able Alexandria, to leave. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez left, right? Isn't what? she from Venezuela from originally? I don't, really? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, thanks to those earnings, he started thinking about leaving Venezuela. He was able to buy what he needed for the trip to Colombia: clothes, a backpack, and a smartphone. He put some money aside. He even gained a little weight, an anomaly around here these days. Nice. Cryptocurrencies also helped him during the four-day trip itself. Venezuelan military personnel at the borders have a reputation for seizing the money of the people who want to leave. So there's one reason why it's hard to leave. But Juan's, being in Bitcoin, was accessible only with a password that he had memorized. All right. Borderless money is more than a buzzword for those of us who live in a collapsing economy and collapsing dictatorship. So this guy was able to get through a border where there were robbers just standing yeah. there waiting to take his money, but they didn't know how to take his money. Or right. even if they did, they didn't have the password, so they just couldn't. Correct. Wow. This is great. And that's true for everybody trying to get out of, let's say, the United States or any other country in the world where frequently you have to declare if you have more than $10,000 in cash, right? right? Well, if you have Bitcoin, first of all, you don't have it with you. No. It's, even though you can see it on your phone, it's not actually on your phone. No. Your phone just has the keys, the cryptographic private keys that give that program, Edge Wallet or whatever other Coinomi, whichever other wallet you're using, the Bitcoin.com wallet, it gives your wallet access to your Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies that are on the cloud in the uh, the so-called blockchain. So it's not actually on your phone, number one. So you don't even have more than $10,000. If you had more than $10,000 worth of Bitcoin, you don't actually have it. You just have the keys that give you access to it. So carrying those keys across the border, you're not moving the Bitcoin. The Bitcoin no. stays in the same place, which is to say on the cloud simultaneously in 10,000 locations all around the world at one time. So you don't, first of all, have to tell them about it. You don't have to declare it at all because they don't even need to know it's there. They don't know it's there, number one. Even if they search your devices, all you got to do is log out of your, your crypto wallets or refuse to give them the passwords to those wallets. And they will have no idea what is, what is in those wallets, especially if you want to install them from the phone. They don't even know you got them. So keep that in mind if you're trying to leave uh, the United States or other countries that want to get into your finances. So the plan was for him to send money home through cryptocurrencies after he earned enough. So he was going to leave, his family would stay, and he would send them Bitcoin? Right. Okay. Western Union converts remittances into bolivars at the official government rate, which is about half of the rate on the black market. Some intermediaries do convert at the black market rate, and many of my Venezuelan friends living abroad use those. But if you don't have a trusted trader, you can easily get scammed. And the government has been trying to shut down these go-betweens for years. Oh my gosh. Using Bitcoin is cheaper faster and safer we had it all figured out but then juan couldn't find a decent job in colombia after three months he ran out of money and i had to send him bitcoins so he could come back to venezuela Wait, who's who's speaking now this I is thought juan was oh it's carlos is the guy yeah juan's like who's his cousin juan? okay or something like that i forget which juan is his brother actually i'm sorry okay so his his brother went to Colombia. Right. Saved up money, went to Colombia, couldn't find work. And he was supposed to send money back to yeah. Carlos, who was still in his Venezuela? His family, yeah. Okay. But anyways, he had to send, his, he had to send Juan Bitcoin so he Darn could come it. back. 
And even cryptocurrencies can only go so far. On Tuesday, after changing my bitcoins into bolivars, about $5 worth, I went out for milk. I went to every one of the stores within walking distance of my house that hasn't shut down over the past year. And not one of the 20 stores had milk. But I had to buy something, anything, before my bolivars lost value. So I bought cheese from a store that had only cheese. Well, it also had transparent green plastic bags with no labels and what the seller said was corn flour. But I didn't dare to buy that. So real quick, I just, you know, I want to explain my deep ignorance there. I just figured that, you know, uh, Ocasio-Cortez was like from uh, an immigrant family from Venezuela. I really thought that. Turns out her mom is from Puerto Puerto Rico. Rico. But, you know, I just I wanted to believe that, you know, someone that socialist, you know, was indoctrinated by a country or something. It's unfortunate she's not. We're coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free to bring up whatever you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Johnson. Derek J. And we've also got our Discord on our call-in line rooms. You can call in and sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio. And that's what our next caller has done. We're going to get to him here in just a moment. Discord.lrn.fm is where you can go to do that. Once again, that's Discord. .lrn.fm. Just join one of the top four rooms. They're called the on-air call-in lines, and then we'll join you in there, and you'll sound great. Uh, so we can talk more about Bitcoin and a somewhat disappointing uh, article here from a guy who says Bitcoin has saved his family. I mean, that's a huge headline, and I'm not trying to downplay his experience, which has been very, very positive, and it's helped his family protect their wealth, that they've the little bit of wealth that they're able to earn there uh, in Venezuela from being ravaged by inflation. So for that alone, it's it's been very, very helpful for them. Uh, but uh, they haven't taken it to the next level by actually using it in real life at local merchants. At least that wasn't included in this story over at the New York Times. So we can continue that to discussion coming up here in moments and i do want to let you know about our new video clips that are available at clips.freetalklive.com we brought eric free rock out of retirement he is uh, back to editing free talk live videos into shorter easier to digest easier to share video clips that are you know just on one topic rather than a whole two hour long podcast that you have to download and share and so just go to clips.freetalklive.com. You can subscribe to that YouTube channel there. It's Eric's channel. So we're kind of teamed up with him. He's helping us. We're helping him promote his channel. And uh, I think it's working out because he's doing, he's cranking them out. He's doing like two or three a day, it seems like, uh, over there at clips.freetalklive.com. Maybe you don't want to use YouTube to subscribe. Well, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.freetalklive.com. The links are there. Whenever you, when a new video goes up to the Clips channel, it gets put out on Twitter. It also gets put out on our Mastodon, which is the Very new, cool. Do you like Mastodon? Yes. It's the decentralized competitor to Twitter, and it's it works great. You can go to toot, T-O-O-T, because when you do it on Mastodon, it's called tooting instead of tweeting. Toot.freetalklive.com. It's a horrible name. <laughs> well, toot's easier to say on the radio than Mastodon. You know, it's a little I bit... I always spell it wrong. Toot or no, Mastodon? Mastodon. Okay, yeah. So, so you're yeah. saying it was a good choice to use the URL toot? No, no? I'm not saying that. Right. If you've got a stinks. better one, I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> um, but it's a technology that actually works. Yeah, Thank goodness. It does. There's actually an alternative to Twitter and these other social media. We, how long... How many years people have been waiting for an alternative? Uh, yeah, to I mean, I've been Facebook on Twitter for a decade. Twitter, yeah. And I was late to the game. 
yeah, of course. On Twitter. Stuff's old, and yeah. we've been waiting for an alternative. Finally, there's one that's actually good and works. Right, but you got to be on the right server because some of them don't like free speech and all that. But yeah. it's decentralized, cool. so you get to choose which yeah. server you're going on to. Great. Um, so go to toot.freetalklive.com to follow us on Mastodon. And then there's also our Telegram channel, which is another way for you to get these clips uh, sent to you. So it's telegram.freetalklive.com. So we go to Gully Guff. He's on the line in Texas on our Discord, on our call-in line rooms. Go ahead, Gooley Guff. Howdy, fellas. Hey. Um, uh, because of the, the beginning of the show, I'd like to specifically ask Ian and Derek um, about your uh, early activism. Like, like, uh, like during the first year that, you know, I kind of realized all the crazy stuff, you know, going on about our society and people that control us and stuff, whatever. You also early activism. Um, you know, like y'all would get arrested for drinking water out of, uh, brown bottles, or you would get arrested <laughs> for slowly sitting in court or wearing a hat in court mm-hmm. or asking a cop if you can smoke weed next to him. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what, would you do it all again? I mean, was it worth it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I would do it again. Hold on. And, I thought you said it. at the beginning of the show, you regretted it. <laughs> No, I've right. clarified that I do That's not regret it. Okay. I don't have any regrets about it. Okay, I'm saying okay. it was stupid. It was the wrong thing but to do. But you still would have done it Absolutely, again. I would do it again. Okay, yes, good. Totally. <laughs> you have to do it. I was explaining in the context of some mm-hmm. people, like me and maybe you, Ghoulie Guff, and maybe you listening, is no matter how many warnings people give you or tell you how the world is, until you experience it for yourself, you can't know. Sometimes you just have a feeling like, do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I also do not regret it, and of course I would do it again. Uh, I, as, I, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, um, these are formative experiences. And for me, it was important to be able to uh, be true to myself and, and the... And it still is important, you know, it's always important to be true to yourself. In this particular case, the experience of saying no to a so-called authority, to telling a a cop or a judge or some other bureaucrat, no, I'm not going to do what you say, I am my own free person, even if it does result in you going inside a jail cell, sometimes the path to freedom is through a jail cell. I mean, think about a lot of the freedom fighters out there who have gone to uh, to prison. I mean, whether it be Thoreau or whether it be uh, Martin Luther King or whatever, it's an experience that is shared by many of them. I'm not saying you have to do this. I'm not saying I recommend it. In fact, Derek J., you were saying earlier that you don't recommend people follow that that particular no. path. Use it as a warning, you know, to make a better choice. So does that answer your question? Smart. Yeah. Gooley Guff? Hello? He's still there. Gooley Guff going once. Gooley Guff going twice. I guess he got his answer. He's gone. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I think that ultimately, I mean, it really couldn't have been better, honestly, because we made an amazing documentary film out of it that a lot of people have, you know, beyond our own personal experiences and whatever mm-hmm. growth, you know, personal growth that we had from it um, internally. Externally, we made this 90 minute documentary, Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, which 
even though it, you know, never sold in record numbers or even close to, you know, the, the company that was pressing the DVDs gave up on it after a few years because it wasn't selling enough. Um, it still touched a lot of people. It's still viewable online for free. It's had over 170,000 views on YouTube the last time I checked on it. Um, there have been countless people who have told you and I personally that it had a, an still, effect on still them. Still get people talking about it. It's yeah. amazing that, like, no, it wasn't a, a big seller. Like, it wasn't no. a blockbuster. But the people who saw it are were deeply affected by it. So it, I think it had an impact. Right. It's one of those movies that. It's going to find people at the right point in their lives. That's just yeah. true of a lot of things that, that art, you know, a lot of art in our lives comes into our lives at the right point. And if it's yeah. not the right point, you ignore it. You don't see it. You don't connect with it. If you're at the right point and this thing comes into your life, it's the right thing at the right time. So for a lot of people, that movie was exactly what they needed, maybe to get them off the couch, maybe to get them to move to New Hampshire, maybe to get them to question the state, get them to question the government, to see how absurd uh, the government is and how incredibly vindictive and violent and insane it is. I mean, that movie does all of that in a period of 90 minutes, and it does it very well. Well, it did it for me before moving here, seeing people like you uh, and others on YouTube who would say um, no to authority. And it drove me nuts because it, maybe for your listeners, too, when you're having conversations with um, your family or your friends about the nature of government and um, how these people, uh, they don't behave like other people. They they will hurt you mm -hmm. if you don't do what they say. And people are like, no, they're not going to hurt. You get real. You know, they send you a fine mm -hmm. and you say, yeah, but what happens if you don't pay that? And you try and walk them through the... Um, the logical steps of the government and everything being backed by threat of gun and force. But until they can see it as a real world example, okay, this guy said no, and they actually did beat him up and, yep. and throw him in a cage. That actually does happen. That's the reality that we, most people don't want to experience or acknowledge. Exactly. You can see it for yourself anytime you want over at victimlesscrimespree.com. Share it with your friends. Have a screening. Enjoy it. It's free. We'll continue here in moments. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Is spreading the message of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace around the globe worth $2 per month to you? As you may already know, in addition to our internet feed, LRN.FM broadcasts on free-to-air satellite across North and Central America, as well as Sub-Saharan Africa. And we've been available on satellite for free 24-7 since 2010. The LRN.FM free-to-air satellite signal is reaching some of the most oppressive regimes in the world, and there's no doubt our ideas are making an impact. You can learn more about the channel's impact by watching the three-minute video at fund.lrn.fm. If you'd like to help free minds globally with our ideas of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace, you can donate as little as $2 per month via fund.lrn.fm. You can help us continue and expand our satellite broadcast to multiple continents. Visit fund.lrn.fm today, and thank you for your help. Don't forget to share the link on social media. That's fund.lrn.fm. This is Free Talk Live. You're invited here. If you want to join us, uh, you can. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Whether it's uh, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, saving the world, or at least uh, helping out at least one family in Venezuela, and I suspect many more, because apparently the numbers are very, very large as far as people trading Bitcoin in Venezuela. And the real question is, are people actually using it day-to-day -day in uh, you know stores? And that's what we want to see happen. 
That's what needs to happen to cryptocurrency for it to ever become real. It has to be used in real life. And that's one of the things that AnyPay.Global, of course, helps a lot with. And uh, HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com, their new website, to help people get turned on to how you do it. What are the steps? It's actually easier than you think. Uh, So we'll continue here with you in the studio tonight. It's Ian. And Johnson. Derek J. Back to the phones. To Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yes. um, The the cigarette tax... uh of a dollar fifty per pack is expected uh, to uh, generate like a half a billion dollars in our state. Now wait a minute! Isn't the proposal to raise it an additional dollar fifty? So wasn't it already like a buck sixty, and they're going to more you know almost quite double that to add on an extra dollar fifty? That's correct. Okay, that's what I thought. That's correct. So, so I think three hundred thousand dollars is going to be just at the state level. And then another two hundred thousand, the uh, two hundred million is going to come from the city and the county level. So I mm-hmm. was told that. So I you really, go, you really want to impoverish those cigarette smokers, huh? You want to make them poor people. Well, I want them to. I want to help them quit smoking because a lot of them they they won't want to quit and they just need a little help. So taking so their money, they, they'll get paid. So the idea is you keep taking more and more money from them, and eventually they will get so frustrated with that that they'll finally quit smoking? Is that the idea? Well, that, that's correct. Just like the, what, what your co-host named Mark. Yeah, he quit. Mark's not here. That's too expensive. But you're right. Mark is an example of uh, the federal government raised taxes on cigarettes, and he used that as his excuse to quit smoking. That's definitely a true, uh, true claim. Yeah, so it helps, and then we have all this stuff. And then it's supposed to be like the biggest tax increase for history of New Mexico. I, I don't know how they analyze that, but hmm. it's supposed to be like a big lump sum to help our state, like to raise all of a sudden. But it's it's good because we we could take that money and help our schools and police department and on our fix our roads and so forth. So it's just and, a panacea. Uh, I mean, this is why not raise it three dollars instead of uh, you know a dollar fifty. Well, the thing is, well, you just kind of uh, you, you, um, the thing about it is that with the people, you know, the if you do it the, a little bit at a time, people ah, will okay. be more accepting to it. So, hundred percent increase is yeah. just a little bit to you, huh? That's just nothing. I mean, it but, must be nice know, to have all the disposable like, welfare money that you have, right? Like, I mean, now we can send money to the police. I mean, we're going to need the police to when when people you know want to avoid this tax and they start selling Lucy's <laughs> on the street. We'll need the police to choke them to death so that they stop doing that. Which Sarah supports, by the way. Right. Were you on that night where she no. uh, she openly said she thought that Eric Garner should have been choked to death? That she supports the choking to death and the murder uh, on wow. the streets of people selling loose cigarettes. It is symbolic to kill somebody. That's a symbolic that you live in a police state and that they will choke the life out of you if you don't do what they say, if you don't follow Sarah's rules. No, no, no. It was the street thug who killed Eric Garner. Eric Garner was a street entrepreneur. He was selling cigarettes to people who wanted to buy them, and then he was choked to death over it. So the thug 
Sarah, is the person who uses violence against peaceful people. That's what that so cop was. Wait, 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 what was he selling, though? My, my thing is, it suffocates people. It chokes people. So is it any wonder that he got choked to death? It, it, it's, um, you it's know, an interesting it's a, point. It's symbolic. She's saying it's karma <laughs> in that case. Yeah. Well, yeah. Live okay, by the Lucy, die is, by the okay. Lucy. <laughs> yeah, what do you know about his life? Okay, he could have been a drug dealer and choked somebody to death behind a... Uh, I support drug let's dealers. Let's just assume he was horrible. That's, you know, well, you know that's reasonable, I just, right? That's what I'm saying. I he's probably, he's probably dirt. Yeah, screw that he guy. He is now. Right? How yeah. do you know that he murdered somebody? What do yeah. you know about him? Do you know anything about him? I do huh? not know anything yeah. about him. You talking about Eric Garner okay, or the cop? Okay. I'm talking about the, the guy selling the loose cigarette. Uh-huh. How do you know that he, he choked somebody to death like 10 years ago? What do you know? Yeah, I don't know anything. York? All <laughs> I know is what I saw. And I saw okay, a man so selling how, cigarettes how choked to, to death. And you, you reveling in it. By accident? Well, and, he was horrible, Ian. Let's just, you know, assume. Well, I know. Let's not. Because <laughs> you know what happens when you assume, Sarah. Well, you know, what do you know about somebody's life stream? You know, you you, you pass just you act like you know somebody. What do you know he's done in secret? Yeah, okay? it's none of my business. Of what have you people. done in secret? <laughs> What's your secret, Sarah? <laughs> well, God knows, and he, you know, I'm, mm. I'm getting punished for what I have done. He knows what's in my I think heart. we're getting you know? punished. I've done... <laughs> for having to I'm take her calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, well, what did you do? Come clean. It's just us. Well, you know what? I'm just saying about this guy. It was his karma that he got choked to death. See, Sarah doesn't well, answer that's questions. Right. That's right. No, it but she is. Karma. She's it telling us the there's something in Sarah's past where she believes in karma and she's being punished by it. That's what she said. I want to know what it is. Well, of course. I bet course. you choked you somebody to death. Ooh, you, well, yeah, what do you got to hide, Sarah? Did you kill a man? No, I've never. It's a pregnant pause. It's a pregnant pause. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have done harm. This is huge. Story. And I thought I got away with it. And Breaking. So that's bad karma. Wait, you, you did, did what? what? Did you do? I, have, I, have done, I have done wrong thing to people and hurt people. And, you know, if you hurt other people, you wind up hurting yourself. Yeah. Okay. Because it all comes back to you. And I know that I'm paying some of my karma, hmm. like we all do. You know, and I'm saying this guy could have been murder somebody could have i don't know Do don't you, know? you think it's bad karma to advocate that people get hurt uh for their preferences with what they put in their body what i'm saying is that i mean that could be a like to call though. for what somebody to get murdered bad. isn't there some bad karma in that like to actually put that out there into the universe to say that you think that somebody who's selling loose cigarettes should be choked to death haven't you ever heard speak no evil right like see no evil speak no evil you shouldn't be isn't isn't sarah the one who's afraid of getting hit by a car all the time sarah you're afraid that you're going to get hit by a car it sounds like you feel like you deserve to be hit by a car maybe she hit someone with a car that's why she can't drive anymore they just killed a pedestrian uh this morning at five o'clock what they they killed a pedestrian uh, it's they they found him dead a car killed him a so car did it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> First it's wow. they, then it's a car. I get it. Huh. Thanks you for the call, Sarah. Huh? What? Somebody just got killed this morning? What about what? it? Yeah, they, they killed 86 pedestrians last year. Well, why are you laughing okay? about it? Because you, you think I'm just afraid for no reason. 
No, I didn't say that. They struck 800 pedestrians, and I met two of them and got their legs broken. I think you're the only one talking about it. I'm just trying to imagine what? Sarah leaving this her is... house, you know, during the daytime and how paranoid she is of constantly being hit by them. Well, she's maybe she's got a point. Maybe these cars are dangerous and she's the only cars one. Cars are dangerous. Yeah, well, and more people should be talking about it. So thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah, for the call. more likely to die of a heart attack or cancer. Yeah, probably. What about well, lightning strike? Do you think when she's referring to they, she's like thinking like Autobots or Decepticons? Like, I don't think <laughs> these, she's that cultured. These... <laughs> Sentient vehicles. <laughs> hey, uh, toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. If you want to join us, 855-450-3733. You can uh, bring up whatever is on your mind here on Free Talk Live. And uh, whatever that is, we got uh, just moments remain, just enough time for you. 855-450-FREE like freedom we've also got the discord on air call in line rooms they're open and available to you over at discord.lrn.fm uh, jump on in there and get interactive with other free talk live listeners around the clock pretty much it's, they're always there for you discord.lrn.fm we're coming up this is free talk live It is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We also have the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. So hop on in there and enjoy the conversations you can have around the clock with other Free Talk Live listeners. Discord is a sort of a multifaceted chat room. It's like it's got the chat rooms that you're used to with text, and then it's got the uh, voice chats as well where you can actually talk to uh, some of the folks you hear call this show, like Gene the Christian Anarchist is frequently hanging out uh, on the Discord chats, as well as other people who've never called in as well, because most people that listen to talk radio will never call. Uh, but many of them are on our Discord server, which is cool. So check it out at discord.lrn.fm as we go and go back to the phones. To the fun, Chris is in Nebraska. Now, Chris, just as a technical explanation, how is it that you're in Nebraska and listening to our affiliate in Pittsfield, Illinois, which is an FM station, WBBA. Okay. I'm a truck driver, and I live in Nebraska. I used to have my own authority and my own trucking company. And things went south. The bank wouldn't do what I needed the bank to do, so I had to close up shop and work for somebody else. And Mm. the company that I have done loads for with FEMA and stuff like that, uh, when my truck blew up, uh, they Jeez. called me and said, hey, do you want a job over here? You come drive one of our trucks. And so, yeah, I drive a 580-mile commute to work and back about once Whoa. every month to two months at a time. So wow. you're living in Nebraska, commuting out to Illinois. No, not moving to. That's just my drive to go. Commuting. commuting yeah. I'm sorry, I said commuting. I apologize if it didn't come across. So you're commuting to Illinois where you're what? Are you a regional trucker or are you uh, like coast to coast? It, it's basically coast to coast except for obviously Alaska and Hawaii. Okay. Uh, Hawaii, is, Hawaii is so hard to get to because you cannot buy snorkels long enough to drive over. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, it, it, we do a lot of FEMA trailers. Um, you know, natural disaster. Uh, right now, we're on a concrete uh, deal down in Dallas, 
Okay. Well, actually, from Houston so, to Dallas. So you're in Nebraska listening to what their web stream? Because uh, you can't get the no, no, that no, no, FM no. stuff. No, no, no. I'm actually on my way. I'm actually on Highway uh, 96. Okay. Uh, 60, 63 miles from Staunton, Illinois, where uh, the company is. Gotcha. And I was just, okay. I was just listening to the radio saying. Hey, we're talking about Bitcoin. Finally, it's like nobody knows about it around our area. Like, yeah, you don't hear people talking time. about Bitcoin on the radio, right? Like nobody on talk radio talks about Bitcoin. Exactly. Yeah. Except for free talk. Kind of like the kind of like the comment of nobody calls in that listens to talk radio. So I figured I'd prove you wrong. Well, thank, All right. thank you for that. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. So you're a new listener, then, Chris. So you had not heard free talk uh, before tonight. Yeah. Well, I mean, I. I the talk radio all over the United States, yeah. but in this particular, however cool. you guys do your programming and different radio stations yeah, and yeah. all that, um, this is the I beauty call of, in of radio. To different, right? yeah, brilliant. This is what we love. Digital. This is why we love being on the radio is because new people who otherwise, you know, on the internet, you've got to seek things out. You have to yep. libertarian talk radio and then you'll find us, right? Like you're not just going to find free talk live randomly, usually on the internet, unless you happen to, you know, come across somebody sharing a clip from clips.freetalklive.com. Well, you got to know what to look for. Right. But on the radio, it's just like you're scanning the band. There's somebody talking about Bitcoin. Now you're on the radio with us. So what were you calling about tonight? Uh, the, the I don't know if you guys talked about it, but most, like, uh, the caller, not the caller before, because as the car did it, I have a Winchester that has never done anything. So uh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I don't know if you guys ever talked about the mining aspect of Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, and the other uh, 1,600 other yeah. alternative coins out there. And so, I am a miner. Uh, uh, I have rigs right. at home. And so you got well, mining my, rigs my and a big rig. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wow. You got all the rigs. So, so my, my electrical bill is astronomical, but what I bring in a month, you know, I can, I'm going to go on a five-week vacation, you know, sweet. Uh, June 15th. Because all I'm doing is paying for internet and paying for electricity, and I just, you know, pop that into my bank. And and the mining is going to pay for your vacation is what you're saying. Exactly. Now, okay, what was the aspect about mining that you wanted to talk about? Because, yeah, we've touched on it. I mean, it's it's a fairly technical process, so I mean, we can get into a whole lot of detail about it because we do have, like, a general okay. audience. But what was it that you wanted to share? Well, basically, the, the new mining, uh, as... as Maybe some people know that it started out with CPU, your central mm-hmm. processing unit on your motherboard of your computer. Right. Anybody then, with a computer could mine Bitcoin way, way back in the day. Yeah, I did it way back, and I was getting 50 Bitcoins, you know, a day, roughly. Wow. On nine, nine computers. My and God, then it amazing. changed to <laughs> GPUs or graphic, blah, 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 graphic cards, basically. Yeah. The things you play Doom and... and uh, video games Team Six yeah. and all that video games now it is turning actually it started before this but now the mainstream is turning to uh, FPGAs which is short for field programmable gate arrays and what that does is like most people know in a computing aspect you go line by line you do step by step and that's how the program runs mm-hmm. in FPGAs they're parallel so um, you know, as an example, Russ, you take 57 times 6. Uh, Bob, you take 730 times 4. And you go on down the line, 
you know, 400 or say 40,000 times. Wow. All of that is done at one instant. So what you're saying is the newer equipment is more efficient. It's designed to do mining better. And so therefore, you know, these, the the mining world has competed. They've come out with these new chips and these new designs to make things more efficient. Chris, your call is awesome because uh, not only for all the reasons we talked about already, but mining is getting really interesting. There's an article. I I didn't even want to bring it up because it was too technical, but Mm -hmm. now we're here. Okay. Um, The the, uh, Satoshi's vision, Bitcoin, fork. Uh, There's a paper that came out about it today about how, you know how there's like McDonald's and Burger King and all these different brands of burgers and they're all selling burgers. Well, uh, this argument was that Satoshi's vision gives miners the ability to differentiate themselves with the product of uh, confirmation on the blockchain. And so they can, uh, you, Chris, will be able to serve customers the people who want their transactions confirmed on the blockchain in whatever way you see is to your advantage. And so you can differentiate yourselves among other miners. So it's getting a real... Exactly. And the beauty thing about that is I've got one rig set up right now that, okay, if you remember when Jurassic Park, the first one came out... I do remember uh, that. They They were going to use... There's a YouTube channel on it, too, if you search that. They were going to use... Uh, arts and makeup and all that technology and do it puppeteering and radio control and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's a a couple of guys that worked on it and said, hey, I'll bet you we can do this. No, we're not going to do that. They went ahead and did like eight months work and brought them basically a CD and said, this is what we've got. What do you think? You mean you're talking about the designers of the dinosaurs at Jurassic Park? They pitched. They exactly. worked real hard to pitch how good they were at computer graphics, and that convinced exactly. Steven Spielberg. Exactly. I, did, I never heard that story. That's yeah. interesting. Hmm. All right, and and what that relates to in the mining aspect is, as an example, basically every car commercial that has been on TV or, or satellite or whatever since like night uh, two thousand. 2005, I can't remember, is a digital car. They are not real. Most people don't understand that. So Mm. as an example, pick a car company, and I just don't want to say anything, but pick a car company, and now your new commercial, you need animated stuff, but you don't have the hardware. You Mm -hmm. don't have the resources to get it done. So you contact this company that has a blockchain network. Hey, I've got access to 435,000 graphics cards. What do you need done? Mm-hmm. This is how much it's going to cost. There so already is something mining, like this, too. Okay, I was yeah, wondering how you were tying exactly. this all together. So there is some sort of decentralized graphics processing, blockchain-based miner thing. I don't mm-hmm. remember what it was called, but I remember hearing about it at, like, Anarchapulco last year, that you can basically hire out these graphics cards to do remote graphics mm-hmm. processing. If you, you know, Johnson, you've got a real ballsy computer here, so you can probably do a lot of graphics processing right on that. But if you've just got a little dumb terminal, like a, you know, Chromebook or something like that, and you want to do graphics work, you can also... You you can do this where you can essentially put it out in the cloud because of these uh, these miners. That's interesting, Chris. And Chris, come to ForkFest and party with us. You're going to love it. If you just tuned in, go and learn about ForkFest.party because uh, we're going to be partying in the woods together. That's, lots of crypto people. Lots of crypto people, libertarians. That's F-O-R-K, Fork, ForkFest.party. Chris, thanks for the call tonight, man. I think you did a good job trying to like boil down some mining concepts for people for their very first time because it's a hard it's a hard concept to really express on the radio. I think you did a good job. Great call. Uh, See you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. Thanks, Derek Jake. Good to have you back, and you're coming back again next month. 
It's Free Talk Live, Anarchapulco 2019. We're doing some bonus recordings here because there are just that many interesting people to talk to at this event. And uh, one of the organizers actually uh, just introduced me to Misty Tri- Tripoli. Tripoli, right? yeah. Tri- Tripoli, okay. Uh, of WorldGrooveMovement.com. And Misty, is this your first Anarchapulco? This is my first Anarchapulco. All right, well, welcome. Thank you. Are you enjoying it? I am having a great time. Excellent. How did you find out about it? Um, well, actually, they found me. Really? Yeah, because I facilitate kind of epic dance parties. Okay. And I think they saw some videos of me. That's and a my, pretty big claim. It's a pretty big okay. claim. That's, well, it's my, it's my superpower. <laughs> um, and they saw some videos of me online and thought that this would be a great thing to bring to the yep. participants that come to unite them and get them dancing together. Cool. So are, does that mean you have already thrown a party or you will be throwing a party or like... Well, I've, there's over the four days, I've done two a day. Oh, really? Yeah, and so today I've got two more, and, and that's it. So we've got two more parties to go. All right, right on. So um, you wanted to, I guess, let's take, take us back. You know, what is your story, Misty? How did you end up here? Like the large picture, how did you, you know, end up finding this movement in general? What's, you know, mm. what's your story? Well, it all kind of stemmed back coming from a very religious household and background, and also um, as a woman, um, not knowing how to love my body or myself or having examples of people that were okay with themselves. Yeah. So it started with kind of an inner struggle. I became bulimic when I was really young. Oh, no, that's suffered. so common, right? It's so, no, most women have some type of issue with food and diet yeah. and exercise. Well, I think the epidemic is not feeling enough or that we don't love ourselves because we've been taught not to. Right. And so that lasted for many years. When I was about 32, um, I actually had a very powerful awakening. And that powerful awakening just opened my eyes to start to question everything. And I realized I'd never questioned anything. I didn't question my religion. I didn't question my government. I didn't question. I just believed. Was there a catalyst for this awakening? Yeah, and it's plant-based. Oh, yeah? Which, which, <laughs> which one? Well, for me, it was it was marijuana. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was right. when I finally opened myself up in my mind and to actually have the experience. And I was lucky enough to do it with someone that understood how to use it as a tool. Right on. And to expand the mind. That so, happened to me, too. But I was 16 at the time. So. Oh, you're lucky. I had to suffer for 16 years, more than that. So um, that brought me to... Um, I've always danced and I've always moved, but I never actually did it for myself or as a medicine. I just kind of did it as a job and a profession. And everything shifted for me. I started um, going into a studio by myself and just letting music take over my body. And, mm. and it literally, within two weeks, I stopped making myself throw up. Um, my life completely wow. changed. I quit my job. Like, within I re- two weeks? Within two weeks. I realized I had been lied to since the moment I was born. And I stopped believing the bullshit. Yeah. Well, that's a shocker, too. And that's that kind of the same thing that happened to me. It was like, I smoked pot for the first time. I'm like, oh, they lied to me about this. I wonder what else they lied to me about. Turns out everything. Everything. <laughs> and they don't want you to know about it because they don't want our minds expanded. They yeah. don't want us to question the system. No, of course not. And so these plant medicines and these beautiful things that we've been given to help us expand our mind are now mm-hmm. illegal, which yep. is insane. So. Well, I mean, some people would say that, that, that there's a reason those things are illegal because they don't want you to of have course. these alternative uh, experiences of reality and not just plant-based things. But, I mean, I certainly psychedelics, um, for yeah. me at least, have also been very, very helpful in kind of breaking down these walls that uh, society has, has put up for us. Completely. And that's been part of my um, process as well. But I was really fortunate that while I was dancing one time, this massive download came to me because I believe that when your mind is open and you're not all up in your head thinking about things right. and trying to figure things out, you actually tune into a higher 
whatever's making my heart beat. That's the yeah. information. That's where I want to get my information. Right. And so I started tuning into that and I got the download for this movement and that I was supposed to bring dance to the world and help bring, bring tribal dance back, but in a way that's modern and fun and funky and accessible to everyone without making it look airy-fairy or wooey or, you know. So, I, and I've been on the road for the last 15 years full-time. We're in 26 countries. I've got several hundred facilitators that teach it. And we're basically grassroots bringing people together face-to-face to have authentic connections, being creative together and playful and so you're not just throwing a dance party. You're, you're teaching dance? Is that what you're doing? No, I don't teach dance. I realized yeah. that a long time ago because it's too hard to teach someone yeah. how to dance when you already know how to dance. Well, right. You just kind of feel the rhythm. and Yes. You know, and that's the thing is I realized we thing. dance before we walk. And so I want to yeah. reconnect people to the fact that you're all dancers. Everyone can yeah. dance. You're sure. just afraid of it because you don't want to look stupid. Right. So what I do is <laughs> it's the truth. And, yeah. and it's an epidemic yeah. around the world. But what I do is my concept in the groove dance floor we have some basic fundamental things. Like the first thing is no one gives a shit what you look like. And if they do, it's their problem. <laughs> right. set, set yourself free. Absolutely. You know, no one's going to do anything for you. You have to champion your own life, your own body, your own health. Um, that when you do something your own authentic way, it's the right way. You can't get it wrong. These That's are the true. foundations of my philosophy. Sure. And then there's also, um, I think Harry Brown called it, he's the libertarian presidential candidate in uh, 1996 and 2000. He called it the silver rule. So we all know what the golden rule is, right? Where, you know, you treat others as they want to be treated. His silver rule was you have to be true to yourself in order for you to attract the right people into your life. And that's true whether it comes to dance or whether it comes to just expressing yourself or at the workplace or whatever it is that you know, you're involved in. If you're not true to yourself, then you're living your life for someone else. You're living your life for the expectations of that other person, whether it be the boss or whether it be some you know, girl you're trying to impress or whatever it is that the, you know, the, that other person is, your parents. Um, and then when you're doing that, you're not being true to yourself, so you're not creating your own reality. You're helping create theirs. And, uh, yes, and then yeah. it ends up being quite miserable. Right, because you're not you. And uncomfortable because you're trying <laughs> right. to fit into someone else's mold. Exactly. And that was the thing that hit me was that I was like, I'm living for everyone else. I'm trying to impress yep. everyone and make everyone happy and trying to live up to the standards of society. And I was just like, finally, I just said, fuck this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm so done. Like, and I'm, you know, eventually I sold everything I owned, moved to a little place in Mexico and just to live a really simple, easy mm-hmm chilled out life out of the system, you know, as much as I possibly could, but I still travel the world full time and, and, and my job is to unite the world through dance. So cool. Now, are you still living in Mexico? Is that still still your base? Yeah. I live in Playa. And where is that? Playa del Carmen's about an hour South of Cancun. Okay. So that's the East coast. Yes. Yep. Caribbean. Did you drive over here? Did you fly? Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) If it's over three hours, I fly. (laughs) Okay. Ah, uh, no, I, I fly. Fair enough. Fair enough. What are people going to find when they go to worldgroovemovement.com? They will find lots of things. Number one, they'll find out about our concept and philosophy, and they'll be able to find a class. There's a place where they can look for and find a class in their area. Because like I said, we're in 26 countries, yeah. so there's classes everywhere. I won't even say it's a class. It's an experience, and it's something that has to be tried. Like, okay. It'll blow your mind. They'll find, we do retreats, we do workshops, um, lots of really cool stuff. You'll also find my at-home version where you can dance with me at home if you're uncomfortable doing it in public yet. <laughs> There's, <laughs> I have a thing called Body Groove, which is an at-home version of what yeah. we do. So it kind of starts to get you into your body that way. Yeah, I think this sounds like a, an important thing. I mean, there's probably a lot of people listening who are like, I don't dance, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> The majority. Right. 
It's not because you can't. It's just because you don't. Unless they're <laughs> they've had a few beers or they like they're like I can dance if I've had a couple cocktails and uh, right because it loosens you up loose, and frees your inhibitions. Right. But we want you to come in and and know that. You don't have to worry no. about that. That no one's looking. No, no, you're not that important. Well, right, and you know, if they're judging you, then you don't really, you shouldn't really care anyway about whoever they are. But it's amazing that people yeah. really struggle with getting over. They're really sure. concerned with what other people think about them. Yeah, and where that comes from, I don't know. I mean, it's ingrained in society or whatever. But I think it's, it's a common. survival mechanism because if we don't fit in, we die. Mm. Because when we lived in tribes, if you didn't fit right. into the tribe and you got extradited, you couldn't survive out in the wilderness on your own. You needed the tribe to survive, so you had to sure. work to fit in. And so that's still ingrained in our DNA, and we haven't broken yeah. free of, it's okay that I don't fit in. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's certainly we're very social creatures. Yes. I mean, we do need to have other people in our lives, most of us, unless you're a psychopath. Um, you, you know, you have to have people in your life. And uh, so you can only do so much to ostracize others. But that's, you know, being true to yourself shouldn't create that. You know, what it should do is it should bring the right people into your life. So, yeah, some people may leave your life. Right. Like if yes. you have this shift like you did, you you probably saw certain people who you were trying to impress before. They weren't impressed with you anymore. And so they, uh, you know, they left your life. And then all of a sudden, better people come into your life to replace them. It was a beautiful catalyst. Yeah. The, from the moment I started to become aware, I ended up with two friends. And I realized two real friends, two real friends. Yeah. And I realized that it was beautiful that I didn't even have to do anything. The people that couldn't handle being around me in my own presence anymore just melted away. Yep. And then I attracted, like they say, your vibe attracts your that's tribe. Right. And that's what I've done. That's and a real nice short way of It of is. Your vibe does saying. attract your tribe. And so yeah. now I've attracted the most insanely awesome, cool, conscious, aware, you know, r- rebels in my life that help it. me. <laughs> it's a go. rebel, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and, they're, and they're the ones helping me take the movement to the world. It's not just me. It's a team of hundreds of people that are out there with the same mission and purpose. That's why we're a global movement. Is awesome. We're out there working together to unite the world because we're so into technology and you know, computer time and in our heads, even at a conference like this, the information is so powerful and so awesome. However, sometimes we need to get out of our heads and into our bodies. Yeah, for sure. You know, and really feel what it feels like to be human and play in our meat suits because that's what they're here yeah. for. They're here to play in, not just to think in. My friends uh, Derek J and Steven Zeiler, I don't know if you have met them yet, but uh, they threw a dance party. It was sort of a last-minute thing, apparently here at the hotel. And I didn't know this. This is my second year at this hotel. It's my third year at Anarchapulco. There's a club in the basement. What? Yeah. It's like, it was described as a strip club, but it's not really a strip club. But there's you know, a stage and TVs and booths and seats and things like that. Nice sound system, DJ booth and everything. I had no idea it was here. There's uh, just a stairwell that goes down. Uh, in the main kind of lobby area, and uh, they had some you know great you know this thumping was music last, on last night? night last night yeah um, they, yeah but they only found out about this club the night before and so they printed up some flyers real fast and tried to try to get the word out and it just was it was like too little too late there weren't enough yeah. people in there but I went in and we we still danced anyway there were only you know four of us what but I'm like yeah all right we finally found oh, some dancers if I you know known, man. you know yeah I, well I hadn't met you yet so you know I would have let you know otherwise. Um, but, uh, you know, we're talk- already talking about next year. So, oh, you know, maybe we can connect with the organizers and get it on the official schedule. That way people know about it. Yeah. And then we can have a real nice dance party here. Amen. Yeah. And if people will, are willing to connect through dance and let their hair down, it is, it takes everything to another level. Misty, thanks yes. for coming on Free Talk Live from worldgroovemovement.com. She's Misty Tripoli.
Awesome. Thank Thanks you. so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. More coming up here, or not here, not today, not right now, because we're doing after shows. So uh, there may be more after shows coming up here on Free Talk Live from Anarchapulco 2019. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order and you're going to obey it. Who told you you're going to go this way? You can do that and you have to leave here. You cannot reach side into the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Who do you think you Excuse are? me. There is no video or audio allowed in this No, I have work today. This is you ain't going to make Wait, no, now. Wait a minute. Hey! Oh my god! Unbelievable! Because you scared me! What am I being detained for? You're being served. What is this? What is this? Bureaucrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at victimlesscrimespree.com.